Internet, fans and viewers of the show all over the globe and galaxy, welcome to another exciting episode of PlayStation Universe's Racial Diversity Gaming Hour. I'm your host with the most, Dane Smith, and with me as always is the most racially diverse gaming cast on the internet today. As always, we have Gary. I'm batting 100% KGB with us. How are you doing, Gary? I'm pretty good. How are you today, Dane? I am doing spectacular. It's a Saturday. Canada won a gold and a silver at the Olympics. We're going to kick Russia's ass at hockey. Already? What did they win it? Um, apparently two sisters won the gold and silver in the mogul freestyle. Nobody cares about that sport. It's still a gold and a silver. <laughs> it's a lot more than like 95% of the other countries in the world are going to get. Oh, yeah, that's true. Right. Have you seen some of the gold medals they're going to hand out? Um, they're actually really cool. They're embedding the, the meteorite that fell in Russia into the gold medal. Really? Yeah, it actually looks really cool. There's a picture of it. I don't know which sports they're going to give it out to, but... No, no, no Berlin Wall? Come on. <laughs> Let's kick it 80s or 1992. Come on, Zangief needs his... Uh, Need some patriotism in the house. No, man. The uh, the hockey team isn't even over there. You know that? Really? Yeah. It's in the, Russia. The, the men's hockey starts on Thursday. That's the first game is the U.S. versus Slovakia. I'm disappointed in Ovechkin. He should have been there like... Oh, he's already there. Oh. But nobody else is. Him and Chara for Slovakia are the only ones there. Really? Yeah. Everybody else is still playing here. Oh, oh, wait, was Ovechkin the flag bearer? No, that's what I was surprised about. Well, then I give props to Ovechkin then, because he, for years, he's been like, he's been saying, screw it, NHL, I'm going anyways, even if you say we're not going to the Olympics. Well, he, he was one of the ones who kind of uh, pushed the NHL to allow him to go this year. Well, he is a proud, is he Russian or Soviet? I forget when he was born, technically. <laughs> he's Russian. He's He was but is he Russian? But he was born during the Soviet Union, right? I think he's like 23, 24, so he's Russian. So how does that technically work? Do they just, if you were born in, say, like, 85 when it was the Soviet Union, are you technically Soviet or you just call he, each other Russian now? Uh, they just call each other Russian now. I consider myself Soviet because I was born during the Soviet Union. Okay, that's why you're the KGB. Exactly. Hey, so was the, so was Russia's president. <laughs> yeah. And coming out of a KGB torture cell, it, back, finally, since the first <laughs> episode, is Ernest, don't call me a girl, Lynn. How are you today, you that, Ernest? You got that right. I'm, uh, doing alright. Definitely much, feeling much better. Uh, good to be, good to be back on the RDGH here. Yeah, I was I was shaming you for the past two weeks. I know, I know. Well, okay, the first time, the first one that I missed was legitimate. That was sick. And then last week was just, I woke up at the wrong time. You could have been on the sick one. Who would have cared? Oh, uh, no. It's just been... <coughs> just, no. <laughs> hey, it's probably more exciting than, like, half of the podcasts out there. Oh, uh, that's true. There's some pretty bad ones out there. Yep, that's crazy. Oh but, man, uh, are you watching the Olympics, Ernest? Uh, I mean, casually a little bit. I just I don't really don't really care, and it doesn't look like 
where America's doing too hot in some of the competitions. I'm actually curious what the medal count is, but before I see what the medal count is, is there an Olympic game this year? Like, actual video game? Because there's always one. I don't know. There might be, like, a Mario Sonic one, right? (laughs) Yeah, because we never got one to review. I would have thought that would be out. Who wants to play the Olympics? (laughs) Right, right. I I like the Nagano game, okay? That was a good game. (laughs) I played that on the N64, man. You know why I like those games? They remind me of the old Nintendo track and field game where you just like, oh, yeah. As fast as you can. (laughs) That's like what all those games are. Yeah, well, did you play, did you play curling on the Nagano one? I don't, I don't consider that a game or a sport, so. It's a legitimate (laughs) sport. It's at the Olympics. Is it a Canadian sport? (laughs) It's actually, I think the Scots do well at that as well. Yeah, it's Scottish and British. And the Norwegians. Mm. No, it is a sport, but no, I didn't play that. I, I, I didn't understand the rules, so I'm just like, I don't know what to do. Man, I played it. It was funny because it literally was all luck-based, I found. It was just whoever had the last rock would get the point, unless you were really that, lucky and the, the huh. AI messed up. Yeah. And people are like, what's a rock? And, like, what's curling? Yeah, there's just, a lot of people who don't know about curling. Yeah, curling's hard, man. That is a hard sport. Well, th- there wasn't a game for the Vancouver Games either, was there? Yeah, I think there was. Really? Oh, so because uh, it's in Russia. Yeah. Because it's in the motherland, <laughs> they decided not to make it. I see how it is. Hey, man. <laughs> it's, uh, Putin probably really put the Knicks on it because it wasn't up to KGB standards. <laughs> Uh, not enough garroting for his liking. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he not enough manliness for him. Two black belts, man. He'll own any other president. He has two black belts. <laughs> yeah, one in wow. judo, karate. <laughs> so he'll like judo flip you and then <laughs> kick you in the face as you're flying. Yeah, man. I don't know. That's. <laughs> Is there a president that could do more damage than him? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. No. <laughs> trying to think. Well, I know South Korea's prime minister is the daughter of a dictator, but that's just parentage. <laughs> well, mean, we don't know could, anything she about could have someone killed, but would she do the killing herself? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we don't know anything about North Korean president, so we don't know what he can do. A lot. He can get people killed at. He can order, he can order, I mean, he can order people to kill you, so. There you go. That's, that's pretty scary. Yeah, uh, to answer your question, Ernest, before, uh, the U.S. is fourth in the medals. You guys got a okay. golden, okay. golden bronze. Uh, Norway. Those crazy Norwegians. They got two golds, a silver, and a bronze. Uh-huh. What? Canada and the Netherlands are tied at second with a gold, silver, and bronze each. And then I said the U.S., Sweden's got a silver, Austria's got a silver, and the Czechs got a bronze. That's the standing so far. I'm surprised how few athletes Germany has this time. Germany is usually powerhouse in the Winter Olympics. Really? Yeah. They've been for a while. I I think they only have 52 people that came. It's like, wow. 52? Yeah. That's for their fatherland, right? (laughs) Their fatherland. (laughs) Their fatherland. They, they, they always are strong in the Winter Olympics. I'm surprised they send so few people. 
Maybe they're and just, you know, laying low because it's Sochi. You know, hey, it's Russia. <laughs> no one does well invading Russia. Okay? They're, they're still holding the, the grudge in, in Stalingrad. I Maybe. I mean, uh. I'll tell you this. I said before, the only country that could probably take out Russia if we had the numbers is Canada. Because we're the only two, like, cold <laughs> countries. You're the only country that'll survive in the winter, that's for sure. Well, I mean, not even America could beat us. And <laughs> how did they lose? Well, the same as everyone attacking Russia. Oh, we'll attack Canada in the uh, winter well, time. Well, Canada is, you know, some French, so I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, we won. <laughs> we won the War of 1812. So. Don't be a racist, everyone. No. <laughs> don't be a <laughs> but, no, but in all seriousness, though, um, I don't know why Germany doesn't have a lot. I, that's surprising, because I would have thought they'd be pimped out with it such a close location. It would be cheap Yeah, I mean, if you, if you think about it, they technically have 41 athletes, since 11 of them are probably playing the hockey. Oh, yeah, that's right. So. But, but they're not going to get a medal, though. So does that even count? Like how well, many? Hockey, most likely not. But like I said, they used to be really good in Winter Olympics. They took a lot of medals. Hmm. We'll yeah. see what they do this time. Although we can't really mock the Germans at men's hockey because at least other teams can win the gold in that. It's just going to be down to Canada or the Americans this year again, <laughs> unless the Americans screw up and let Sweden beat them, like well, they did at. There, there are no Canadian referees in the final this time, so. Oh, oh no, none that you know of. I'm sure there's a passport somewhere. <laughs> we'll see. Right? See, don't summit series me, man. This isn't 72 again. You never know. Like, if, if Russia doesn't win the gold, I don't know if any of those athletes will return back to America. Um, <laughs> you know what? I think that was, I think, the same thing for Canada and Vancouver because there was a poll that was up where it was – in, for Canadians, which do you care more about? Canada winning gold in ho- men's hockey or being the overall leader in the gold medals? And, like, the majority was, like, men's hockey. They could care less. So it could have been the only medal we won the entire games. And probably people would have cared more about that than anything else. Yeah. It's probably, that's how it is there. In Russia, it's hockey and the figure skating. Those are the two they have to win, no matter what. Uh. <laughs> I the funny thing about it is, I just find the whole um, oh politics in Russia now hilarious. No offense, Gary, but with their whole anti-gay stance, considering one of their figure skating heroes is gay, I mean that's kind of it's just the irony is just rich. <laughs> Oh, that's true. It's so rich. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so maybe we should probably talk about gaming since this is the gaming hour. Maybe. I mean, Olympic Games, right? We tried to talk about Olympic Games, but... Yeah. But <laughs> I, think, I thought there was a, like, I thought there was a Sonic and Mario one for, for the Winter Games. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think there was. I think they only did the, the summer ones. But even then, huh. those aren't really 
Olympic Games. There, like if Sonic that, loses in track and field, then that character is definitely <laughs> useless. Yep, I just looked it up. Yeah, there is a Mario and Sonic at the Sochi 2014 Olympic Games. It's a wow. Is that out for, yet? Well, let's see. It's a Wii U title. It came out in November. Surprisingly, I, I didn't see any place carry this game. Like, <laughs> yeah, you even work in a gaming store and you never knew about it. That's how sad it is. I, I don't think people were t- too hyped about it. I think you know, there's more, more you know, controversy and stuff talked about with the Sochi security and stuff and all that. I don't know. I don't know. I I liked how in the first thing I looked at the news was like airplane hijacking. I'm like, oh, that's great. And then they Oof. said later it had to do with um, Ukrainian prisoner. So I'm like, oh, so it's not about the Olympics. That's great. <laughs> wouldn't matter. They wouldn't get close, man. Yeah, I have a feeling that your country would just blow the uh, plane out of the sky. Well, it's kind of their policy. If if there is any unauthorized plane in Russian airspace. If it doesn't respond to communication, it gets shot down right away. Scary. That is scary. <laughs> the sad thing is, is that's probably the safest thing to do. Yeah, it is. Like, if, if, if they do respond, then they send, I believe, fighter jets to escort them to their destination. If they go mm-hmm. off course, they get shot down. Do you know what the, the time limit is on it? Because that would suck if it's, like, 30 seconds and then, like, Fox 2. <laughs> no, that I don't know. Yeah, that's probably a good thing that that's well, kept But if secret. there's, like, say, like, you know, they need to refuel, they have, you know, some sort of problem on the plane. Yeah. You know, they'll communicate with wherever the plane is coming from to find out what's going on. and mm-hmm. They'll make sure nothing's really bad happening, but still, they'll they'll send something out there just to make sure it doesn't go off, of course, where it's supposed to go. And hope they have the right translator on hand at the uh, home base. <laughs> no, because I heard that all all captains on on commercial airliners have to be fluent in English. Is what I heard. Is the whole the whole mass communication for airplanes is done solely in English. Interesting. This is what I heard. Because that way it's unified. So you're like you're not like say a Japanese airliner with a Japanese crew going to like Italy, well how are you going to talk to each other, right? Japanese That's and Italian, correct. right? Because those pilots are going to be going to like 50 different countries in like a year, so it makes sense to have like one unified language. Maybe yeah. I should job doing that. There you go. You could go become a pilot there. Mr. KGB, flying the skies. They will never trust me with a plane. <laughs> Your Top Gun score isn't good enough on Ace Combat. I oh man, I could not handle flying a plane. Wait, I just remembered. Didn't the Ace Combat beta come out? That the new Ace Combat is coming out. Infinity. Uh, yeah, I played that at TGS. Man, was I gave good? that at best action game of the show. I was like, I was playing it, and it was in Japanese. But I'm like, okay, this is this is Ace Combat. I didn't even need to be told what to do. It was just automatically, this is Ace Combat. I already know how to play. It was seamless. Now, was Perfect. it just planes? They didn't add like helicopters, like they did in the last Ace Combat. That really. Oh, you mean like Assault Horizon? Yeah. What it was called. Um, this well at TGS, there was only two stages, and it was mostly 
One was just dogfighting. One was uh, ground targets. There was no choppers that you could pick to be as. So now what it means for the rest of the game, I don't know. There might be choppers, but from the, the demo at TGS, it didn't have it. So Yeah, it looks but, like the beta is out on the PlayStation Store. Uh, oh. The and North American one? Yeah. Yeah. Two and, missions in online co-op. And yeah, looks like. Those are probably the same two missions from TGS. Looks like I'll have to try this out now. But, um, from, yeah, cause how it worked at TGS was you beat the, the mission, and then you see like a movie trailer of like the, like for the story, and then it's the same trailer no matter which mission you beat, but, uh, cause I was pretty, pretty ace. No, no pun intended. Oh, oh, I, God. I was able to beat both missions with time to spare for my like time allotment at the game. So, uh, I saw the trailer twice and I'm like, man, this makes me feel good because it felt like Ace Combat 5, the Unsung War. Did you guys play that one? Uh, no. I don't remember. Oh, man. It was on the PS2. It was. Didn't have a PS2. Oh man, I played it, and I'll tell you what, the movie trailer for that game is the best movie trailer of any game ever made. <laughs> I, seriously, I wanted to join the Air Force. It was my Top Gun moment. I saw it, I'm like, man, I want to join the Air Force and shoot down commies. <laughs> That's what it made me feel like. I'm going to shoot <laughs> down commies. No offense. <laughs> don't be racist, or don't be politically biased, everyone. <laughs> Right, yeah, right, we don't right. have any Chinese listeners. Yeah, we just lost <laughs> our entire Chinese uh, <laughs> fan base right now, and any Russian past the age of twenty-three. <laughs> so yeah, uh, sorry, but no, it was really good because it had uh, what was it uh, soundtrack from Puddle of Mud as well, which was big at the time. So it was a really good trailer. And the game was awesome. It was one of the few games I ever beat on the PS2. Mm. You never beat any games on the PS2? I had, um, before trophies came out, I had a very, very, very bad habit of playing a game for maybe like 10 hours and then stopping it and then buying a new game and playing it for 10 hours and stopping it and then another game and so on and so on and so on. 10 hours you didn't beat any of those games? Well, they're all RPGs. Oh. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and also before trophies, I never played action games. So, like, if there was no <clears throat> trophies still now, I probably wouldn't have played stuff like Uncharted or whatever because those games get boring really quickly. So you're, no, they you're don't. You're a hardcore trophy whore. I am a hardcore trophy whore. Not as big a whore as Tim is. But mm. I still, oh, literally half of my collection I only bought for trophies. Otherwise, I wouldn't have cared. And you go all out to get the trophies for that one game that you really love? No, that's why I'm not a whore like Tim. <laughs> Tim will do it. I did it once for Front Mission Evolve because I, I love Front Mission, the series. Uh, but it was just, I just, that's what broke me from being like, going from like hardcore to just being like casual because I had to spend 40 completely boring hours of online multiplayer doing the exact same boosting method for 40 hours 
that was like after five of it you're like why am i doing this why did i spend 40 hours for one gold trophy and then i just stopped i got my platinum like i'm like screw it i'm not doing that again makes sense i'll I'll get what i need and if it's like five minutes then okay i'll get it if it's like five or ten minutes but i'm not gonna grind for 20 hours unless it's a series that I especially love, like Persona or Lightning Returns <laughs> or so, something. So is it hard for you to play, like, the 3DS games or DS games because they don't have those things? They don't have trophies or achievements or anything? Actually, no. I actually like it now because the I trophies to me are, like, a boon and a bane at the same time. They, like, have me want to beat something because I get a nice little token to say, look, I beat the game. Yay, me. But at the same time, I feel a bit stressed because I'm like, oh, great, they have this type of trophy, which means I have to collect X amount of things. But it's missable because if I go to, like, Chapter 3 before doing X, Y, and Z in Chapter 1 and 2, I can't get it. So it means if I ever did decide to platinum that game i would have to waste more time so i have to now spend play the game with a guide on my laptop as i'm playing it so i don't miss anything so that kind of makes it annoying especially with rpgs so on the ds i don't have it so if i really like the game i can just play it and i can skip half of the stuff i don't want to do i see I got like a three minute explanation. You're like, I see. <laughs> well, I personally only get the, the like the platinum trophy for games that I absolutely love. Like I can yeah. like a game, but it has to be something I absolutely just really addicted to. It's like a fantastic game, in my opinion. Or if it's like super simple, then I'll do it. But mm-hmm. other than that, like at first when I first started getting trophies, I wanted to get a platinum trophy. In every genre game. <laughs> Good <laughs> luck with the fighting genre. Yeah, exactly. Or the sports genre. Oh my god, like, all I play is the hockey and FIFA, you know, and those things are like impossible to get because most of them are just luck based. Oh man, okay, <laughs> this, that was the suit, okay, this is the one thing that I hate about trophies is when they put in like stupid, impossible ones, like, okay, I admit the, the Super Mario trophy in NHL 12 was really cool, but the fact that it's only been done once in the history of real life, <laughs> you're not gonna, like, really, you're asking people to do that in the game. What is the, like, what do you have to do? Okay, <laughs> so when I say Super Mario and I talk about hockey, you know who I'm talking about, right? I think so. Mm. I'm taking away. I'm taking away your hockey card, man. That's like you probably hockey, are. That's hockey. That's not even hockey 101. That's hockey 100. <laughs> that's preschool hockey. <laughs> it's Mario Lemieux. Okay, that's what I was thinking. But you never said it. <laughs> and Ernest is like, "What's hockey?" He's my favorite. Uh, yeah, he's the. I played hockey. Okay, so he has, like, this record that's only been done once in the history of the game. Um, it's you score five goals five different ways. Mm. So even strength, 
power play, shorthanded, uh, uh, penalty shot, and empty net. Wow. In one game. That's completely luck-based. There's... Yeah, yeah, it's completely luck-based. Well, he did it once, in real life. I mean, no one's going to ever probably do that again. Probably never, ever. In the history of the game, yeah, and yeah, like is in the in the video game, it's like, well, like, first he, off, you have to be lucky enough to a get a penalty shot, which is in itself crazy hard to get. Well, the only way I can see you doing it is if you're playing with a friend and you're purposely <laughs> found. Oh no! Oh, sorry, I have to interrupt because it's what's even worse is it has to be done on be a legend mode. Oh, so you can only do it by yourself controlling that one guy the entire time <laughs> so that's what makes it even more luck based is because you have to somehow be good enough to be on the power play but sucky enough to be on the penalty kill and then be lucky enough in that game to get a penalty shot oh. and then somehow get on the power play and score somehow get a penalty not caused by you and score and then hope your defense really sucks or put the puck in your own net. <laughs> so that way it's close enough that they're going to pull the net and pull their goalkeeper and hope that you're on the ice to get the puck and score that. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Right? So, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, I'm looking so, it up how many people have that. So I never succeeded in what I attempted to do for that particular reason. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's only two genres I didn't get one. I didn't get it in a puzzle game or a sports game. And Ernest is like, what are trophies? I don't know what these are. I, I, I know what trophies are. <laughs> I, get, I have trophies. They're Achievements. All trophies. Achievements are better. Achievements are better. Oh, oh, yeah. oh hey now. <laughs> I thought this was racially diverse, and now we're saying achievements are better. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I just like them because I have more achievements than trophies. <laughs> so, but, but no, this is actually this is a valid thing. Why are tro- achievements better than trophies? Um, because I kind of like the the like large number that you know that you have with achievements, like your gamer score. Mm-hmm. I don't really like the trophy like number system as much. Mm-hmm. You know what I compare them to? I compare, like, the achievements to more like a uh, ranking board or a leaderboard, whereas trophies feel to me more like I'm leveling up in an RPG. Right, like right, because that's, that's kind of like how they're, they're set up, right? Yeah. Is that your trophy level is not like the total, you know, it's not like a total number of trophies, really, you know? It's... Um, ranked up, you know, by yeah. using the Sony created this leveling system. Um, I don't know. I just like how the achievement system is more raw. I guess. It's like I look at it, I'm like, man, I'm never gonna be number one on the leaderboards, like in every game, or even uh-huh. in the top thousand in games. And I'm like, wow, what's the? You know, it just makes me feel worse about myself that I suck compared to other people. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh man! Okay, oh, yeah. so I see. Here it is. It's magnificent Mario. Achievement. Magnificent Mario. Score five goals. Score goals five different ways in an NHL be a pro game with a created pro on pro difficulty or higher. 
Oh, so now they even add in pro difficulties. She can't do it on rookie. Is this this has to be gold trophy, right? This is no, this is the bronze. That is absolutely atrocious. It is. You want to know how many people <laughs> have this trophy? trophy? How many people? Sixty-two have? people out oh. of twenty-five thousand four hundred eighty-four game owners as buy this trophy site. Wow. You huh. want to know how many people have the platinum? Even less. Forty-one. Ah, oh, wow. I know, which is even more crazy. I'm just like, nope, I'm not dealing with it. You can. It's a bronze it. trophy. That's like a slap in the face, man. It so is. But yet, I used to think that, but then I'm like, you know what? If I'm not going to get it anyways, I would rather it be a bronze and only be worth 15 points than be like a gold. And then my score, like, my percentage now sucks because there's a bunch of golds I can't get because of some stupid requirement. Yeah. But that's just me. Some of them you can't even get anymore because the servers went offline. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> I, I hate multiplayer trophies so bad. Yeah. Oh, and achievements in either way. You know you know what should happen? If, if they shut the servers down... They should just give you those multiplayer trophies for everybody who has that game. No, that I don't think. I don't think they'll do that. That would just ruin it, <laughs> right? Why? Well, you can't get it anymore. Yeah, but you know what? That's the perfect way to spot the uh, the hackers. Yeah, but if you have an account with you know the game, why why not? Like you, you obviously know that guy has the game. He's been playing it. You can check on the servers how many hours he's played, all that stuff. No, what I mean yeah, is like a lot of hackers they just do like they they do fake timestamps. So if anyone pops up and you, you can't really stop that though. Yeah, but at least like the the leaderboards can be cleaned up easier from them if they see like, wait a minute, NHL 10. How did this guy get the platinum for NHL 10 in 2021 when the server has <laughs> been down for 10 years or something ridiculous? Um, so should they just get rid of the multiplayer trophies? I think they should never have multiplayer trophies. I don't think trophies. they should have multiplayer trophies ever again. What do you think, Ernest? Yeah, I I don't like that. I just think that, you know, like Gary said, once the server shut down, there's no way to for anyone else to platinum them. Those become the rarest trophies you can get. Right, right, right. <laughs> See, maybe if, if you can sell them on eBay, that'd be a different story. Oh man! What if they had a trophy auction house? <laughs> so Sony's probably planning it. Right, right, right. Welcome. But I mean, I I don't mind if it's a multiplayer. If it's like a game where there is no server, or it's like a peer-to-peer server that will never go down. I think that's fine, ish, because at least you have the opportunity to still get it. It's difficult, but it's still possible. Yeah, you know, take those multiplayer trophies and remake them as single player trophies. Yes, give something. I hate multiplayer trophies so much. I hate you, Front Mission Evolved. I hate you with yeah. a passion. Let's not talk about that again. I I wanted an RPG. It wasn't an RPG. I was like, wasn't even close to that. Ah, uh, <laughs> was it? Have you played Front Mission Evolved? Yes, I have. It's horrible. Oh, man, do, do you know what the boosting method was to get those to get the level seventy on online? No. Oh man. Okay, so this is what it is. 
So if you just play normal, you get like 10 points a kill, I think it is. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's, and you need like a score of like 171,000 to XP to get to level 70 or something ridiculous. So the average game takes about 20 minutes and let's say you get like five kills if you're lucky in that game, go 50 points towards that 171,000. How long do you think it's going to take to do it legitimate? Uh, for a very long time. Yeah. So what people found out was um, there's like bonus objectives or bonus things you can do. Like if you get the first blood, you get XP. If you do like double kills or something, you get XP and blah, blah, blah. So there's one called, um, I forget what it's called, but what you do is if you kill uh, the opponent while you have no arms or legs, like when you're, all your body parts are shot off. <laughs> how, do you, how do you kill an opponent with no arms or legs? It's just the armor is blown off. So, um, yeah, I know. It's all messed up. So what you do is you'd have to get four people because you can only play multiplayer in that game with four people. So that's what makes it annoying. And so you team off into pairs and then say player A, player B. Player A would shoot off all the limbs of player B. And then player B would shoot off all the limbs of player A. And then player A would kill player B. And then you would reverse it when player B comes back. So when player B comes back, uh, player A would shoot off all of his limbs. And then player B would kill player A. Then player A comes back, and then player B shoots off of his, his, his limbs, and then player A kills player B, and so on and so on and so on. And by doing that, you get 250 bonus points per kill. So you're getting like 260 points a kill instead of 10. So it helps speed things up, but still, it takes about 40 hours. And that's all you do. That's literally all you do. That's all you can do. Did you do it? Did I have the platinum it? in the game. Oh my god. Why do you think it broke me like Drago? <laughs> Drago was there. He's like, I'll break you. And he broke me. I, I rockied it though. At the end, I got my 15th round TKO. TKO. Okay. Yep. And That's, I'm sorry. I know. It was, it was sad. I can't believe you suffered through that. I don't, I don't know, and so I just said, and it wasn't even done, I still had to do two other trophies of get all the sensors and get all the emblems in the game or whatever. So. I see, I, I suffered doing that with Tomb Raider, and then I realized I had to do it all over again. And I said, screw you. Why did you have to do it all over again? Because, well, I think they patched this later, but what happened is, you're supposed to unlock everything in multiplayer, right? Yeah. And there's one character skin that you that you have to unlock by going through the prestige in that game twice. It's the only way to get that character. And I didn't know that. So when I first went through I thought you're just supposed to reach max level and you unlock the character. But no, it says you have to prestige it twice. So then you have to go through it again, level 1 through 50, and then he'll unlock. Really? I never read Screw that. Screw you, game. I'm done with you. Is that the only one you need? Uh, there's another single player one that I could have gotten easily, but 
after that, I'm just like, screw that. You can, I'm not going through all this you again. Because I did it the legit way. I actually played it up until level 50. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I... I tried to, I got, I think I'm like level 20 something. I was just doing like this one-on-one boosting method for a while, but then it got boring and then I stopped and then Tomb Raider got boring. And so then I played other games, which usually what happens, <laughs> but okay. Here's another crazy luck based. This one is literally luck based It is the most luck based trophy there is. Um, it's called psychic for MLB, the show 11. And with guess pitch on in any mode, correctly guess 10 pitches in a row, location or pitch, versus the computer on all-star difficulty or higher. I own this game. I have tried this. It's somehow 3.33% of 20,000 people have this. But there's a trick, but it's still completely luck-based. Because you, one, have to hope that one of the pitches is a ball. Because it's got to be ten in a row in a single inning. And then, yeah, it doesn't say a single inning. But it has to be a single inning. Because I had ten in a row. Then I had eleven. But it was over two innings. And it never popped. But... It's just ridiculous. I tried it. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, I get one, two, three. Wrong. Start over. I'm up to five, wrong, start over. Seven, <laughs> wrong, start over. But I was like, ah, what WTF, why am I doing this? This isn't fun. This is not fun. It's for the trophies. I know. But, oh, 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 I was going to say this before we started the podcast. This is the greatest, the greatest <laughs> trophy ever. Leave it to South Park. To make the greatest trophy name ever, and we're not <laughs> we're not promoting this because we you know it's the racial diversity podcast, but <laughs> just the irony of saying it on this. Have you guys seen the South Park trophy list yet? No, I I never do because I don't want anything spoiled for me. Okay, it's I don't think this is really a spoiler, but Ernest, have you seen it? I've seen what? Never mind, you've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the very first trophy or achievement is called New Kid on the Block. How you get it? Join the KKK. Wow. (laughs) That is the first trophy in South Park. The Stick of Truth. I mean, Uh, how more South Park is that? That's what Once that game comes out, there's going to be a patch to edit that trophy. I have no doubt about it. They did that with Bros Before Hoes for some stupid reason. Yeah, the God of War trophy, which pissed me off. I'm like, what is wrong with that? It's Bros Before Hoes. Come Especially on. Especially because a female came up with the name for that trophy, too. I'm like, was really? It, she doesn't care. Was it, Come on. Was it really a woman who came up with that? Yeah, a, a, a woman programmed all the trophies for that game. Are you serious? Yeah. That's even better. That's what's, that just makes it even more juicily ironic that they had to patch yeah. it. So kind of irritating me, but yeah, that, 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 that trophy for sure is gonna get edited once the game comes out. <laughs> Ernest, what are, you, what are your thoughts on that trophy, man? 
Um, I mean, I has no comments. I'm not a big fan of the KKK, so. <laughs> did, did you make your own character in that game? Yeah, you, mean, you, you do know, make your own, yeah. I'm going to totally make a black guy and join the KKK. <laughs> That's so horrible. <laughs> you just made me spit said. up my drink, man. <laughs> I'm sorry I said that. Where is Glenn? <laughs> Glenn, the commissioner, isn't here. The one time he's not here. <laughs> oh, we lose the token black guy and we lose the token Asian guy. <laughs> and... And with him is a token white guy and a token Russian. It's so great. Uh, that's awesome. Oh man, that's, mm. this, is just, this is just so horrible that we laugh at that. We're, Are there? We're damned. Oh man, we're all damned. We're all damned. <laughs> Everyone who's laughing right now, listening to this, is damned with us. We're now the worst people on the internet today. <laughs> we didn't come up with the trophy name though. That's true. Yeah, we did. I mean, are there any other really offensive ones on that list? Uh, well, it depends. Are you re- religious? Uh, not really. Okay. Well, there's one called "Are We Cool," and it's "Are We Cool?" Find Jesus while playing as a Jew. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> hmm. We'll see. These are some really interesting objectives they have um, set for some of these. Heisenberg, <laughs> defeat the meth tweakers while wearing the evil Cartman goatee and the bald cap. Uh, you know, I mean, meth people don't have rights, you know, right? Correct? <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see what else is there. Shit All your these pants in battle three times. Okay. Um... I don't, I don't know, there's nothing, re- well, I just think Are We Cool and the, the first two are the only ones that might yeah. be... Yeah, they'll sound like the, the ones. Yeah. Is there a question mark after that one? Are We Cool? <laughs> yeah, there's a question mark after that one. <laughs> um, but here's, here's the best one that are gonna probably make, like, real rage, and by real I put in air quotes for the trophy hunters, is For the Hoarder. Sell nothing the entire game. This is an RPG. You sell nothing the entire game. Oh man, man! Just hoard everything. And, Just store it anywhere. And you know what's even better about that? Okay, here's here's the better one. I gotta find it. Uh, there's another trophy. Sell 300 junk items. What are you gonna do, man? What are you gonna do? You gotta replay the game twice. <laughs> well, that's what they, that's what stupid people would do. Smart ones would be like, do your run through on not selling everything before the end, save before the end, get the trophy, load, sell everything, <laughs> get the other one. Well, yeah, you can do that unless the game just auto saves the whole thing for you and then you're screwed. Then you are screwed or if the game is like <laughs> near, which erases your save file on you. <laughs> That's the greatest trick ever. You get a certain what? ending and the game erases your save file. That's, That's mean. Yeah, and you know what's the so irony of mean. it? It's the best ending that does it. 
Oh, is it a glitch oh. or is it purposely designed? It's purposely like that? designed that way. Way to troll people, Square. Congratulations. Is it Square that did near? I think so. Yeah. Let me check that. Yeah, I thought so. Hey man, it was that the copy Square's moment where they try to like release a bunch of new IDs and like ninety five percent of them failed. Right, right. <laughs> they tried though. At least they tried. Yeah, they tried. I give them all the... Because some of them, in my opinion, were hidden gems. There's a near and a near replicant. What the hell is the difference? Oh, it must be the Japanese version. That's why. Because it's the same trophy list. Oh, it is by... Yeah, it is published. Oh, no, it was published by Square. It was developed by Kavia Inc. 8 to 4 Limited. Okay. Yes, we know what oh, happened yeah. to X Company after that game. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But I heard it was a pretty decent game. It had a good story. I never played it. I got to. I own it, but I never played it yet because I, I don't know why. Hmm. I'm fearful that my TV can't handle it at all. Yeah. When are you gonna? You know, it's 2014. When are you gonna step into the? High definition era. When I go to Korea. When you go to Korea, okay. High definition there. <laughs> yeah, I need one or else I can't play my PS4. Whenever I right, get one. exactly. It's HDMI only. You're gonna have to get, or you're gonna have to get a really expensive, like, converter box. Which is pointless. You might as well buy a new TV, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and Dane, I, I expect you to record the entire Yakuza Ishin game. And post it somewhere with your 15 minutes every time. 15 minutes. You know how you can record the last 15 minutes of your game? I didn't know that it was only 15 on minutes. On your PS4? Yeah, you can, the last 15 minutes of your, everything you play is automatically recorded on the PS4. I thought it was just you hit record and it does everything. No, it's uh, just the last 15 minutes. Really? I gotta, res- I gotta do multiple save files in my recordings. <laughs> Yes, and it better be the yeah. Fine. I want to see you fishing. I want to see you go to the 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 brothel house or whatever they are. I want to see you play the the mahjong. The mahjong. <laughs> Man, Again, you know, I don't know how to pronounce the it. mahjong Ca- caps capsule toy collections. Yes, I want to see everything. Everything. Be my walkthrough for that game since I'll never be able to experience it. I I will see what I can do for you, but <laughs> I expect payment if you want to see the whole payment. thing. Yeah, man. Oh man, you buy the game, I'll do it. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just gonna have to wait for the live stream. That's oh. the deal, man. The live stream better you better be streaming the whole game. I'll stream, well, I'll stream the whole game. Yeah, sure, I can do that. It's just a matter if you're gonna see it when I stream it. No, that's right. But I would. Uh, that's what I. That's what I actually thought about doing when I get to Korea. And if I get a sweet TV and a PS4, I was going to stream Yakuza Ishin and Pro Baseball Spirits, especially Pro Baseball Spirits, so people know what the hell I'm talking about when I keep going on about that game, like it's the panacea of sports games. Hmm. Until mm. EA buys the company. I don't think EA can buy Konami. (laughs) I would like to see them try. You never know. 
They, yeah, can, you never know what happens. It could be a merger or something. I would, I, you know what? Konami's more likely to merge with Capcom than EA. Capcom was really merging? You know, I said that, that Konami is more likely to merge with Capcom than EA. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yes. Misurging. They should just all become one big company. I don't know. I see Capcom merging with Namco instead. Namco Bandai? Namco Bandai Capcom? <laughs> Capcom Namco Bandai? Well, well, they haven't really done anything with Namco crossover-wise. They've done everything with Namco. Yeah. They're like buddy-buddy, man. Speaking of mergers, um, I was talking with you before, Ernest, not on the podcast, about how... Uh, Atlas was probably bought by Sega for one reason was to do localization of games. And for some reason, I'm thinking that I read something about possibly Yakuza 5 being localized by Atlas. And I read it after we had our discussion about that. Right, that's like a, like a rumor that came out after we had talked about that. Yes. That would be Which cool. makes perfect sense. I mean... I see why not. I see. This is, remember I said this in episode one. This is what's gonna happen. Did you? Yes. <laughs> okay. That was four weeks ago. Well, well, you guys, I think, said that they might, they might localize a lot of stuff. I said that they're just gonna be left alone to do their thing. Mm. Sega's just not gonna get in their way. So, I don't know. I hope it's true, cause I really want five. It's been, what, two, three years since it came out in Japan? Ye- yes, at least at least yeah. three years. That's a long time. That's a long time. It's going to take like a year and a half to localize it. Ugh. This is a huge game. It's in like five cities. I want it because no, I- Nagoya's in it, and I lived in Nagoya, so I want to play in Nagoya. Because then I could be like, hey, I've been there. I've seen that. I lived in this district. You know, at this rate, I'd rather them do Yakuza Ishin first, and then, like, do Yakuza 5 as, like, a box set with all the other Yakuza's, you know, released, like, a collection for PS3. I like right. I like that. I'd rather have that instead of having 5, and then 5 years later I'll finally get Ishin. Because mm-hmm. that's a PS4 game, it's probably going to take even longer to localize that one. So, I don't know. That, I think that would be a better idea. I'd rather have Ishin right now than Yakuza 5. Personally. Ernest? I mean, no, I, I, I guess, yeah, Ishin would probably be the one that I'd have over 5, and it probably would attract more attention and sales than 5, right? Because it's so impressive looking. Yeah, and, and it's also like, you know, there's still not, a lot of PS4 games out, and right. it, it's not like it's gonna become this huge boom for the holiday either. I mean, yeah, there's gonna be a lot more games, but it's not. It's gonna have like 200 games by the end of the year. I think it's a perfect time for Sega to make some money on that game by by releasing it when there's just not too much competition for them right now. Yeah, well, I said in our TGS awards, it's like the flagship game that Sega wants for the PS4. It's the flagship game that Sony wants for the PS4. Oh, yeah, it's going to destroy the hardware sales in Japan oh. just 
again. Uh, yeah, it's just <laughs> going to be really messy and bad. Yes, yeah, that's the system seller for them. Yeah, Nintendo is going to be like, what happened? We were going so well. And then Yakuza hit us, and now we don't know what to do. Pokemon's yeah, not selling you, well anymore. Can, can you imagine if like Microsoft ex- bought the exclusivity for Yakuza Ishin for Xbox One in Japan? Oh, jeez. That's like the only uh, thing they could do to like... That would instantly put Microsoft on the map in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> that would. That would be... I don't want you to say that ever again, though. Don't give them ideas. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't scare Dane here. I, I know oh, we're I'm supposed sorry. to be all like console diversity, man, but you know, don't Dane will me. buy an Xbox One just for one game. I'm only. I'm buying a Wii U <laughs> just for one game. So, <laughs> right, Fire Emblem Crash and Megami Tensei. It's down on oh, paper. Man. I, Those crossovers are going to get more and more ridiculous. It's so good though. I mean, what's better than those two? See, I don't know. That's just, I guess it's what that thing that Nintendo was talking about where they're planning on licensing out more of their characters for, for other stuff. Right. But, which I think is a great idea. I mean, yeah, it's Fire Emblem, it's Nintendo, it's not like Mario, but it's something at least. Maybe. I don't know. I think when they say they're characters, I think they mean they're non-major characters. Right, and I mean, licensing could just mean, like, you know, do more with, you know, products, I guess. You know, like random toys and, uh, I don't know, sports drinks. It's just random stuff, you know, anything. I hope, you know, I hope not. Personally, I mean, I think they can do so much with like, like the only time I've ever seen Nintendo Wii, uh, allow another company to use their characters is Soul Calibur 2 with a link on the GameCube. Mm-hmm. And, oh, that was a good, that was a good, uh, I yeah, and that it was, was the best, the best crossover for Soul Cal 2. Yeah, and it, it was incredibly successful for them, so why not try it? Again with other games, you know, like, you know, mm. I keep going back to you know, Dana and I were playing Project Exile. You know, they have all these characters. Why not throw right. some Nintendo characters in there? Make a game like that, you know. Yeah, I think it'll be good for them. I think that's the only Especially way they the would characters. do it. Like when you say when they say they're gonna let other people use their characters, I think that's the only way they would do it. Is like just crossover games. See, oh yeah. I don't think Nintendo should let other companies make their flagship titles. Like, I can't, I can never see anybody else making Mario. Like, personally. I I look at them like, wow, like, who would do it the same way? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I couldn't think of of someone who could really maintain the feel and just excellence that a lot of the Mario games have. Yeah, just look how Battery Sega has failed with Sonic. I mean, they've tried pretty much every genre to throw him in. Oh, I am not a fan of those new Sonic, the Sonic Boom designs. Yeah, especially oh. Knuckles. Knuckles. Why is he like Knuckles. four times bigger than everybody? Right, right. Knuckles, I just look at him and he's just saying, you know, do you even lift, bro? 
He's just on roids, literally. <laughs> He's the Chris Redfield. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then someone on someone on like social media or something pointed out that Knuck- the, the knuckles or knuckles crotches is tails faces. So that's that's awkward. <laughs> yeah, it, it does, like, is he supposed to be wearing a sweater? Because it doesn't even look like he's wearing a sweater. It looks like that's just like his skin. I don't yeah. know. It's, it looks so terrible. I don't know. And everyone's legs are super long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like I if if Nintendo did something like that, I'll just be so sad. Yeah. Yeah, so I think sad. a lot of people would just be very disappointed. Yeah, because people, t- you know, I understand people are getting kind of tired of Mario doing the same thing, but Nintendo, I think, still tries to 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 throw as much innovation into such a simple gimmick as jumping on things. You know, mm-hmm. I think personally, they've always been successful with Mario. Every Mario I've played has been better than the last, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And still fun to play, and it the new generations, you know, a new generation of kids and gamers discover it, and, mm-hmm. you know, they still fall in love with it, and I think that's still a testament to how Nintendo makes games. Yeah, and again, I'm not saying, like, throw Mario into a game like, Right. Zone RPG. You know, you have other characters. You know, you have Link. You have Samus from Metroid. Use those characters. You know. Mm-hmm. Where's my Super Mario RPG two? <laughs> that was Paper Mario, wasn't it? <laughs> this wasn't called Super Mario RPG, though. You want a, a true sequel? I want a true sequel. I would. You know what? I would like to see some type of RPG. This is like. I think would be a great RPG. It would be like a versus type of RPG where somehow, I don't know how they do it, but you pick a company and you're just their characters and you go through the story and try to do it better than the other company's characters. Hmm. It's like, I don't know how it would work. But would you fight the other company's characters? Like, would their, would their characters be the random encounter of the enemies you fight? Yes and no. I mean, something. But I just mean, I just think it would be cool to see Mario fight Sonic, fight Chris Redfield, fight um, Snake. That would be cool in an RPG, not Smash Brothers. Uh, I'd prefer the Smash Brothers route, but... I'm an RPG guy. That's the only way I'm going to get my loving. To me, it's it's one of those things where like the the characters just don't mesh in the same universe very well. Like you said, Chris Redfield will fight Mario. Like I yeah. look at like which art style are you gonna go with? You know, you, it it kind of clashes with the art direction with of both characters. You just know? make it a DS game. I mean, look at Project Cross Zone. Yeah, look at it, and like you see the art design for. Half of the characters are completely different than the other ones. <laughs> yeah, it kind of trips you out sometimes. But man, why 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 is Jin so detailed and you know Akira looks so bland? <laughs> I don't know. This is I still haven't got into them yet. I still haven't got into Jill and Chris. I'm yeah. I'm so sad, Keanu, about it. I'm sorry. I'm just just 
stages take so long. Wait until later on, dude. Like, last night I was doing a stage for, like, two and a half, maybe three hours. I'm like... (laughs) It's like, I do it at the gym, but I don't have a power cord to, like, plug it in. I'm running out of juice, because it's not like my Vita, where if the battery dies, my game state is still saved. Right. Which is sad. Okay. But what... Well... Well, let's talk about the other news that came in there. Like, what about mergers? Like, do you see Nintendo merging with another company or taking another company over? That was news? Yeah. Um, I could see... I mean, I don't see them, like, necessarily merging. I could see them purchasing other smaller Japanese studios and developers. Okay, fill me in on this. I've never heard... I never heard this, so... They just said... Didn't they just say, like, they were open to... The idea of it, yeah, they, they were open to uh, licensing some of their characters out, and um, well, I, I'm not gonna say license, being more open with letting uh, their characters be more broad, and in, in other things, and the idea of merging and buying other companies as well. Oh, right. Okay. Um, I think that. Uh, I don't know. I I agree with Ernest completely. It's Nintendo. There'll never be like some other company's bitch, basically. To put it not lightly, it's either they're gonna they're gonna be the top dog, or they're gonna like go under and bust. So so who's who's right now been Nintendo's best friend in Sega? the game? Sega. I feel like Sega has been somehow the irony of it all. Well, Sega's. I mean, Sega's. I guess. Probably doing it to to survive, so, so they're you, sucking like, up to their old rival and you know promising them exclusives like Sonic Boom and Bayonetta Two. Hmm. So I don't know. I'm just like, why don't they just buy Sega? That that's exactly what I was like, and you know they buy Sega, and all of a sudden you have Persona characters in the next Smash Brothers. Oh, oh man, that'd be sweet. And Nintendo then Yakuza Ishin is a Wii U exclusive. Yeah, yeah, and now like comes in Nintendo only, and there goes all their great sales. Wii U goes up in sales right away if Persona becomes exclusive to Nintendo. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I, I this is what I didn't I didn't understand why Sony didn't buy Atlas. I honestly do not know why they didn't. buy I Atlas. thought they I thought they were they were going to. Because I, I, I feel like the Persona games are pretty much synonymous with, uh, with you know PlayStation. Yeah. But if you look at it, they're technically still exclusive to PlayStation. Right, at least right, the right. Persona titles. Well, it, now for now, for mm-hmm. now, yes. I mean, like, but still, you don't get them all. Like SMT is like DS only. And like one of the Persona Q, yep, the 3DS is, is 3DS, and then Fire Emblem Cross SMT is for Wii U. So I mean, I got to get myself a Wii U to play some of those, yeah, and but, I got to go buy them on the 3DS. But do you honestly see it moving away from Sony? Because I see it staying on on Sony platforms simply because of Sony's presence in Japan, especially with the PS4. I think it would be more likely they'd lose exclusivity and they do multi-platform. 
because of Sega. Because of Sony Sega. Yeah, because of Sega's close relationship with uh, Nintendo, I would say, with the exception of Persona, I would think, like, the main Persona series, I would think all the others would probably, all new games, IPs would go multi-platform. So do you think they'll change Persona 5 to a multi-platform title? or is No, it I think that's going to stay exclusive. I think Persona itself will stay exclusive to Sony because it's always been, but I think any new IP... Uh, will be multi-platform or more favored towards like a DS, like a 3DS type title like Persona Q, which mm-hmm. isn't going to be on, it's not going to be on the Vita, at least not initially. But, right. they deci- but they decided, they made those, they started working on those games before the merger even happened. So was that already a sign that they're just going to start going more multi-platform before say they even bought them? I don't know. I almost feel like the the Persona Q decision was, you know, they looked at, hey, we want to do a spinoff. We don't want to spend a lot of money on it, so let's do a portable, and which portable is going to sell us more copies, 3DS. Do you see them announcing Persona 5 uh, on the Vita, at least? Um, Persona 5. Maybe. I think so, in the future. The same time or after the game comes out? After the game. I think give it a So they'll do years. something like they did with Golden then? Yeah. I can see that. Called, it'll probably be called Crimson. But do- right, cause, cause if they can wait, you know, if they can wait, um, I bet they could, they'll squeeze, there'll be people who buy both. If they release it at the same time, you know, I think people will pick and choose. Yeah. What about the PS4? Will they port it to that? I think maybe later. Because Persona yeah. 3 came out three different times. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they've been, uh, they've been quite a master of, uh, re, re-releasing titles. Hey, hey, they hooked me. I just spent 25 bucks the past couple days on getting Persona 1, Persona 2, Innocent Sin, and rebuying Persona 2 Eternal Struggle for like the third time. That game was hardcore. I never beat that game. It was too hard for me. I got it. I got it on the PS One. I got it on the PS. I got it on the PS One in English and Japanese, and I got it on the PS <laughs> on the Vita. So now, now let me ask you guys this: Sega has a strong movement towards mobile markets now as well. Do you yep. see them porting Persona to the mobile market? Maybe some of the older ones, like one, two, and even three. I would hate it because technically, if you look at the 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 PSV version of 3, it's kind of like a mobile game. Yeah. I could, I guess I could see it. I wouldn't put it past them. You know, I think it's a definite possibility. It's just whatever gives them the most money, really, is all, that's what it comes down to. So if they right. think they can make money off of it, I'm sure they'll do it. Sad face. I know, cause I don't, I just think like the mobile market, I, I know a lot of people are pushing this mobile market, but the quality's not there. And it's just basically DLC up the, you know what, constantly, which is ridiculous. Well, you saw all the controversy with Dungeon Keeper that EA just released. No, I did not see that. What is this controversy you speak well, of? It, it, it's a remake of an old game, and I know, EA, I know Dungeon Keeper, yeah. Yeah, they remade it on the mobile market, and it's just, Bombarded with, you know, microtransactions. 
Yeah, like so, it's you, that, super that's hard. That's what I meant. Microtransactions, not DLC. And it's just, and apparently there's some rumors going around that EA isn't allowing any bad reviews to go up for it, so they're only allowing people to see like the five star and the four star reviews for the game as well on on the on the Google Play and iOS, and it's it, it's a big thing against EA right now because I don't know, it's just. A lot of people are just really, really not happy. And, like, the developers of the game are just... They're, they're saying that uh, people are never going to be happy if you take a classic game and remake it into a new vision. But he just continues to jump the question as to why there's so many microtransactions in the game. Like, they continue to say that, oh, you can beat the game without buying anything, but it's going to take you, like, 50, 60 hours just to grind through the whole thing. And nobody... You know, mobile games like that are meant to be played in small bursts, not for 50, 60 hours, you know? Yeah. But. That is true. That's the problem with it. And that's what I think is going to be the design flaw of it is like, like, we already have a handheld market with the 3DS and the Vita. So what's the point of putting, like, say, Golden, which is a Vita game, on on a, on a mobile device when you're just splitting up an already split up market? Yeah, further, which I don't think works. And especially if they throw in microtransactions into it, too. Yeah, which would be super annoying, in my opinion. Yeah, because it, it failed for, for Square when they released uh, Final Fantasy, all the bravest on the on the mobile game, where, you know, you can play with all the Final Fantasy characters, all of them, mm-hmm. but you had to pay for them if you wanted them. <laughs> yeah. And people would literally spend like $70 just so they can have all the characters. And it's a game that you can't technically lose in because all you do is swipe your finger and your guys just attack. That's the whole game. Yeah. And people and would spend get $70 just, to, just so they can have this NES-looking cloud or NES-looking lightning in their mm-hmm. party. Yeah, that's really sad. I don't... And they got they got flamed for it bad. Oh yeah, that was quite hilarious. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm it kind of, it's a bit cynical-ish. Like I'm getting a bit cynical with games. Like, but then again, like I've stated numerous times, I don't buy games new. Even the waifu isn't getting me to buy <laughs> Lightning Returns when it comes out. I'm waiting. I'll wait a year for it. I'm still waiting on The Last of Us. So, You're awful. Am I awful? Yeah, I mean, well, if Last of Us for the PS4 comes out, then I guess your waiting kind of paid off, because then you can play it the best way possible. But then I'll be waiting again, because then i got to wait for all the DLC on it. <laughs> well, it- uh, we'll see. I mean, maybe they'll, they'll come with, like, a bunch of DLC. Well, as far as I know, the, the Left Behind is the last DLC coming out for it. Well, single player DLC. Oh, did they just say single player? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, single player. I mean, you don't play multiplayer, dang. No, but I'd still like to get the full thing. Uh, uh, God, no one can please you. (laughs) Yes, they can. Konami just needs to make Spokoden 6. And and you buy that too? I would buy that new the first day. I would be the guy waiting in the tent for a week. 
What if it had microtransactions where you had to buy your characters? Even if it had microtransactions and the only way to get characters without them was to do the most monotonous things in the world, I would still do it, and I would platinum the game. But 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 what if you you had to pay to get them? One dollar a character, hundred eight stars of destiny. Then I would not be getting a secret ending. I'm hardcore. I'm not that <laughs> hardcore. Yeah. Why won't this killer rabbit die? What? I'm playing Dragon's Crown. Uh. So, and it's a killer rabbit, as in like a little bunny that's a foot tall. It just finally died. It took you that long to kill a bunny. That terrifying killer rabbit has breathed its last. We do not support animal abuse on racial diversity. (laughs) Hey, it's a killer rabbit. Not a happy-go-lucky fun bunny. What is it killing? A carrot? Come on, man. It killed two of my guys. <laughs> it's just defending itself. That's what animals do. It's not defending itself. It's a marauding, uh, privileged, rape-obsessed bunny. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We, we don't talk <laughs> about the R. The, the, the R word around here. <laughs> <laughs> the R word. That's what Does it actually wait? Is it actually going around and like raping people? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I now so. now I see why the feminists, you know, got angry at this game. That's wow. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put it past some Japanese developers. After you know, there was there have been some games like that. Like the most infamous one was that rape play game. Yeah. Uh, yes, I remember that. That was on yeah. PC. Huh. <laughs> I didn't play I, it. Just so you, I never <laughs> played it. I can't believe that you know they, they in good conscience you could work on that game. I just can't believe that. Hey man, have you you've been to Japan? Yeah, but still, Moral Compass. Where is Mor- it? What moral compass? It's capitalism, man. There's no such thing. Do you wear do you wear any clothing from Nike? No. Have you have you seen people wear clothing from Nike? Yes. Where is your uh astonishment and your belittling of them for them supporting child uh child workers? Um I mean I, I generally don't like people. That wear Nike stuff, so that that <laughs> coincidentally works out. But what are you doing about it, man? Um, I don't know. I guess I'm not doing anything. I I don't buy Nike stuff. But I just mean there's lots of moral compassing and stuff around the world, and we just we either don't care, or we just don't bother. Right. I mean, so I'm not surprised that some things happen and some things don't. Um, that's the problem when you give stuff like freedom of speech and freedom of expression. Not everyone's going to use it to do stuff that you agree with or like. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, ethics. Ethics. <laughs> ethics. I mean, ethics. okay, if you're going to talk about it for, like, the game, but I mean, like, how much, how much anime and manga have it in there? I mean, it's pretty prevalent. Have rape? Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's... No. 
it's just it's like a niche. It's its own little area. I mean, I wouldn't say the majority has it. But I mean, there's more than like like Rayblade. The game itself wasn't just like a one-off. I mean, there's been lots of right, right. I mean, it. you know, there's a lot of hentai uh, that has that content. I don't know. I just I don't think it's necessarily right, and I think most people in Japan don't approve of it either. Yet it's in the magazines at the convenience stores on proud display. Really? Yeah. Well, other, 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 like, uh, porn is just, like, literally littered in convenience stores. It's literally well, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it has, like, its own section. It's, you're not supposed to be there if you're not under the age, you know, underage, but. I, yeah, I don't it think is. anyone cares, man. Have you been to a book off? I have been to a book off. Right, I've never, I never even tried to find the porn in Japan, and I go into a book off, I turn one corner, and it's like, oh wow, here's a giant aisle of porn. It's just there, everywhere. Well, it's kind of different than it is in North America then, isn't it? Because we're all about, oh, we can't have any of the sexual stuff, but violence and gore and blood, that's, that's okay. Whereas over there, it's kind of different, it's backwards. They're fine with the nudity and and the sex, but the violence is more edited there. Is the violence edited? I don't think it is. They're they're kind of picky about some of the violence. Uh, it's, like even in video games, I can't remember which game specifically, but they. It was recent that they edited. Cut down on the gore, man. Really? I don't, yeah. I don't, I can't believe that. I've seen some of the manga and some of the. Yeah, manga. yeah, I agree with. I don't know. Let me but, see. But I mean, like. Yeah, but most manga is black and white, isn't it? That's true. And, it's, and I think people have, like, a problem with the, the interactive agency of games. That is true. I'm not just talking about Japan, I'm talking about. Like Europe and stuff too. They're they're more okay with the with the nudity than they are with the violence. Because like look at Europe, a lot of European, a lot of games get edited heavily when they come out in Europe uh, with the violence. Well, I think part of that is one North America. Well, America, the U.S. was founded like on Christian fundamentalism and Catholicism, which is heavily like. No sex, no pleasure, unless it's for reproduction, um, mm. which the rest of the world, especially Asia, doesn't really care about. I mean, Japan doesn't care about that at all. Um, so that's one reason why there's that different moral compass. And then I think the violence is a bit backwards because uh, Europe has a more uh, bloody history than Japan or Asia has ever had. So, I mean, the Crusades, how many European world wars, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Add in, like, Hitler and the Holocaust, and so it's, like, a bit bit more different. I think think Australia is a perfect example of that, of the editing. I mean, look at all the violent games that never even come out in 
in Australia. I, I don't get that about Australia. And no offense to the Aussies listening, but your country was like founded off of like criminal cruise ships that got sent there <laughs> from England. I mean, I, I I don't get why you're censoring violence so much over there. It makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, like, for example, take a, go online and look up a video of Left 4 Dead 2, the Australian version, compared to the North American version. It's the light and day, the difference between those two. Yeah. Even, even Mortal Kombat, like, it barely came out, what, like, a year and a half, two years ago in, in Australia? It took them, like, almost two years just to get that game certified in Australia. I was like, why even bother at that point? Mm. Like, people didn't complain uh, looked... about, like, the half-naked chicks that Mortal Kombat was showing them. They were more concerned about ripping the guy's head off than anything else. Yeah, I mean, I guess one, one, is, one is more gruesome than the other, <laughs> I suppose. Um, yeah. I, I looked up, like, just, like, violent games censored in Japan or, you know, and apparently... There was a scene just taken out of The Last of Us in the Japanese version. It's a beheading. And then in the DM, DMC has a sex scene was removed for Japan. So there's, there's a good wait, amount of censorship. Do, do we, wait, that's a Japanese game though. Devil May Cry, DMC Devil May Cry, the new one. Um, that, was a that was Ninja Theory. Yeah, that was Ninja Theory was the developer. Yeah, you know, the license and publishing. Yeah, it was Japanese. But I remember what I I remember the scene now. It was it was yeah. I know what yeah. scene. So, there's a there's a good amount of game censorship in Japan. Which yeah, is surprising, yeah. you know. Yeah, it is it really is surprising. But um that actually brings up like the one thing that I no, uh, we were talking about before, not on the, on any of the podcasts, was like, reviewing a game, like if you have someone on staff who like speaks Japanese, and you have them to review the game early, like is that really an honest review of it? Cause like we're talking about censorship and now and stuff, so are you really getting the full western release, or are there gonna be things that are different even slightly that could change your opinion of the game if you if you knew it was in there i don't i don't uh, think change your opinion of what the game is first of all, like i look at a game that just came out uh Breville default on the 3ds and they edited some of the costumes that the characters were for the north american release they made them less scandalous than they are in the japanese one but it doesn't really change anything about the game in general Right, it doesn't affect the gameplay or the story. You know, I think for the most, in most cases, it it really doesn't have a significant difference in a reviewer's opinion. Yeah, like you talk I about mean, yeah. beheading in The Last of Us. I mean, yeah, they don't show it, but you kind of know what's happening. Right, you know? right. They'll probably just frame it differently or something, and you know, yeah. you know what happened. What about Nino Kuni though? What did they edit in that game? Well, does the, like, in the Japanese version, do they talk the exact same crazy way as they do in the American version? Like, do they um, all talk like they're from Yorkshire in the UK with crazy British slang in well, the Japanese I, dialogue? Unless the Japanese guy can fake 
<laughs> that accent in Japanese very well. Well, I don't just mean like, I mean, even turn like, turn the volume down, if you're just reading it, does it read the same way? Ah. Because, I, I mean, if someone uh, told me, if someone reviewed Nino Kuni, the Japanese version, and gave it a 10, and said all this stuff, and I played the, the English version, I would have been pissed. I would have been like, get this guy fired, because I hate Nino Kuni at the moment. Like, with the the way the, the story's told and the dialogue, it's just annoying as hell, the way they did it. Uh, that I wouldn't know. That that's something. Yeah. Search into. Cause like I I don't know Japanese like to to play a game fully in Japanese, but it's just like I think there's like it, I think it's a dangerous trek for sites to go down if they do stuff like that, and then they find out later it's like oh, but this is different in the game. Like Yakuza Three, there's parts of the game that are taken out completely. In the English version, yes, right. well, that was for time constraint, though. That wasn't because they didn't want to have them. Yeah, but still, if the person like if they just use like the Japanese version as the review game uh, copy instead of the English oh, version, okay. people are like, now I know. "Well, what about all of this? This wasn't in the game, right? Uh, maybe it might have changed my opinion about it." I mean, I just I don't see it happening often, and the publications that have done that, they. They have been responsible enough to put a disclaimer, you know, saying this is an import, you know. So, I, I and I don't see it becoming a mainstream practice because it's just so much effort. I, I don't know. Personally, I see a lot less things being edited out between the versions nowadays than than what we've seen in the past. Right. Right. Oh, the good old Spoonie Bard. Final <laughs> Fantasy 2. Yeah, there you go. Apparently I read that was not a typo. <laughs> I read that. That was actually not a typo. That was supposed to be Spoonie Bard. Wow. Because of how it's... Because uh, that was actually the... Uh, the adjective they wanted to use. That's a real adjective. Mm. So it described it described the bard completely. It just didn't work one hundred percent well. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, see, like that's a great example. Like, I don't know. Nowadays, I just see companies that release games know they're gonna release them. You know, in the three major markets, you know, North America, Europe, and, Europe. and Japan. And mm-hmm. I think they they just know like the the standards for each you know, region and country now that they just make the game so that it, it fits for all three so they don't have to take the time to do that anymore. Right. Looks what's edited or not. That's just me though. That's just Gary. That's that that's my, my train of thought on that. Like I don't know, I just haven't seen a lot of people talk about things getting edited out these days. Like the yeah. biggest one that that's happened was Mortal Kombat with Australia. Now, that's pretty much it. Yeah, it doesn't really affect the gameplay. You know, really. no, like the combat is probably still the same, but I think yeah. it's the lack of the blood and and the, like the body damage that the characters take that that I don't know might people it might turn people off. Like, I, I remember when Mortal Kombat came out on the Sega Genesis and the Super Nintendo, 
Everybody preferred the Genesis one because it had blood and fatalities. Mm-hmm. Super Nintendo one didn't, so they're like, oh, screw that crap. We won this yeah. one. Genesis. I, I remember that. Was that. System seller. For it Genesis. was. Sega Dallas, like their system seller. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I wonder, you know, if we'll see that maybe with uh, something similar with the PS4, Xbox One performance difference. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, because yeah, that, that's actually another interesting when you mentioned the performance difference, because I know on the PS3, when they did a lot of cross-platform games, like a site or magazine would only use one system's version, even though they're reviewing it for the other system. So like, oh, here's our review for the PS3 on COD, but we actually played the Xbox version of it. Yeah, actually, you right. know, Game Informer did that a lot. Yeah, Game Informer <laughs> reviewed the 360 version of the games a lot, and then they had complaints about that. I remember reading this. So then they start reviewing both games, and they put like the difference between them in like some small little box of which one is is better for people to buy. Right, right. And IGN does that on a lot of their pro- cross-platform reviews. Is they'll they'll have a paragraph, you know, a few sentences, just saying if there were any noticeable differences, major differences between the two, two or three different platforms that this game is releasing on. And I appreciate when, you know, sites do that. Definitely. Especially when you're, like, reviewing a game, and it's like, say it only comes out on one system and a PC, and, like, they review the PC version, and they talk about how great everything is, and then you play it on the console, and it's like, well... This doesn't look that great compared to what the review told me, <laughs> you know? Because they reviewed the PC version, which is high-end graphics, you know? They played at full power. And sometimes it can get really irritating. And then also you have stuff like all the extra mods you can put onto exactly. the PC version, like Skyrim. Skyrim on the PS3 or Xbox 360 is never going to be the same game as the PC. No. It's not even going to come close to being the same game. Unless they allow modding tools, which they won't on on those systems. Maybe on a PS4 and Xbox One, they'll allow them, but I doubt it. Because I just don't think the systems will be able to handle what some people can can pull off Mm -hmm. with mods. Uh, I guess that's why some people still prefer that game on, on PCs. Yes, I would guess so. <laughs> uh, I know, like, I, I can't stand Skyrim at all. I don't know why I platinum that game. You platinum I'm Skyrim? I'm with you yeah. on that. I don't know why you platinum it either. That makes me upset now. I am defriending you on Skype right now. Wow. Oh, man, so if Gary just suddenly drops, it's because he's pissed. I platinum <laughs> Skyrim. I know, just the hypocrisy of me is just, just bleeding through. It's like, I, I'm a masochist. I must be a masochist. I'm just like, I hate this, but I'll just keep playing it anyways. But I hate it. But more and more. Um, but yeah, I somehow platinumed it, but like literally, like, I speedrunned the last part. I didn't even bother with the story because the story was so boring and completely hilarious and overblown and nonsense. That I'm like, I'm just skipping it all. I just sped through the dungeons, which were completely linear, beyond belief linear, and then got it done, and then got pissed because one of the trophies was glitched, and customer service never told me anything after I 
contacted them three times, and then I found out, oh, how to fix it? Delete the patch and reinstall it fresh, because you can't patch a patch <laughs> for some stupid reason. Um, and then it glitched, and then it pinged, and then I platinumed it, and then I've never played it since. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I got pissed at it. And then what, what annoyed me more about Skyrim was I could have handled it if it wasn't for the complete and utter arrogance of the writer of the game, where I saw his interview and he was going on and he was bashing Japanese RPGs. Of course. Of course. He's just bashing them about how, like, you know, oh, well, you have this giant, like, all-world-consuming dragon that can do anything and everything, but somehow you have to, like defeated it's just completely crazy fantasy or something is is what he said Uh but then it's like but then you have your ginormous destructive dragon that can consume everything but you can punch him to death i mean how are you even better yours is actually worse i mean i can punch your boss to death somehow he's the terror of the entire multiverse in skyrim but i can punch him to death it's like, really? Are you that much better than a Japanese RPG in their stories? Damn. It's just it's different. They're just different. Yeah, I was just really upset that that game won so many Game of the Year awards when it was so broken when it came out. And it made it even worse when Bethesda admitted that they knew how many bugs and glitches that game had and released it anyway. Isn't it still getting more patches? I have no idea. I don't think they're, they're patching it anymore. I think they're done with it. They're going to be patching Elder Scrolls Online for a long time, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, that's I, definite. It's Yeah, I don't know why they got so many Game of the Years. Yeah, you're right, it's broken. It's it's a 10 out of 10, but it's completely, the game was broken at times. Yeah, and then a patch would break it even it's more. It's broken. Like, it just pisses me off. When, when the game came out and all the reviews came out for it, they were like, nines and tens and nine and a half so I'm like oh that's cool but like and I played the game and it's got so many bugs and glitches I'm like how come none of these reviewers told me about all these issues that the game has you know it's just like what kind of version did you get that I didn't get right PC version Uh yeah and I get back to the multi-platform reviewing (laughs) I don't know, it just, like, to me, that game was dubbed Game of the Year the, the moment they announced it. People called it their Game of the Year before they even saw what it looked like. The moment it was announced, we were, oh my god, it's going to be Game of the Year. I remember seeing articles about it. Like, why Skyrim will be Game of the Year? Like, oh, yeah. hell, huh? Bought and paid for, man. <laughs> it has to be. There's no other explanation. That you can't, you can give the game a 10 and not mention any bugs that the game has. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just sad, like, that a game could get so many tens and then it's just so broken. And I mean it's and it's like it's not like it's not common. I mean lots of games are getting buggy even more. I mean what is it bat is it Battlefield or COD that's now like, Battlefield for Battlefield. How many people were like calling that a great game originally? Oh man, it's going to be great. What were the scores on that actually? I thought they were decent. They were they're around eight and a half nines, I believe. 
But, like, is the game even playable? No, it's playable. Like, I, I play it. I still really enjoy it. I still think it's the best multiplayer on PS4 right now. Uh-huh. But it's it's the little things that just stack up. Like, when you're shooting somebody and then they turn around and kill you, and then they kill you with zero health. It's like, how do you how do you have zero health? How does that make sense? Hacking. <laughs> and you kill me. No, it's it's a glitch. The hacks. Like, every time they patch it. There's a lot of glitches, yeah. It, it gets worse. Ugh. <laughs> Every patch makes things worse. It's really sad. Yeah, they fix one thing, but then they break a few other things. Yeah, like I'm jumping over, you know, barricades and stuff like that, but I get stuck on a freaking piece of fence on the ground. Are you kidding me? Right. It's it's ridiculous. I don't know, man. It's just gaming just going crazy. Like, I, I mean, at least at least you can patch it, though. I mean, imagine if this was the SNES era. It's like, nope deal with it. Well, I wish it was, because at least back then, even like on PS2, companies would take the time to make sure their games were at least playable to the point where they weren't breaking, like game-breaking glitches. Like, patches cost a lot of money. I know this. They they cost around like $50,000 to $100,000 sometimes, depending on how big the game is. Like, Do you really like spending all that money on patches? When you could have just taken an extra year or something and made the game playable? I bet that's why um, Watch Dogs is taking so long. <laughs> They're like, no, we're not going to patch it 50 times. We're going to get this game done right the first time. Yeah, I'd much rather prefer you know, a few months to a six-month delay if it's going to run really well. Yeah, like I... I remember, you know, PS2 game. Like, what was even PS3? Like, what game on the PS3 came out that didn't have patches for the single player? I I think I can name. I think Metal Gear Solid 4 never had a patch for the single player. I think every patch that came out was balance tweaks for the multiplayer. Mm. And that game took like four, five years for them to make. Right. Even Final Fantasy 13 had what, like one patch. Yeah, it was like, pretty polished, it's like I Japanese thought. Japanese companies were taking their time making sure their games worked, and everybody else was like, oh, we'll fix it later. Good old American way. <laughs> yeah. We'll fix it later. <laughs> and fix I guess some later. companies can afford to, you know, EA, Activision, Ubisoft, they can afford to do that. They're billion-dollar companies. Smaller right. companies can't afford to do that. Indie companies can't afford to do that. Mm-hmm. The billion dollar companies now, but those hundred K is add up, man. Exactly. Like, any, any companies won't do that. They're just like, oh, well, that sucks. If, if the game sells enough, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, that, that 100 K patch, that's a Kickstarter game right there. That's a Kickstarter indie yeah, game. Yeah, that's a whole other game. It's <laughs> a whole other game. They could have just made like a whole new bare bones IP and been like, here, let's try this out and see if it Fling something at the wall and see if it sticks. I think it was the creator of Fez that had an issue with it. Like yeah, there's this game breaking clutch on the 360 version, and he didn't patch it for like two years because he couldn't afford it. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he, he he patched That's... it on Steam. That was easy, but the price he had to pay for a console patch, he's like, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah, Microsoft was just charging so a lot, so Phil Fish just didn't do it. Why do they cost so much the patch though? I don't get that. Uh, certification and just, you know, so certification they charge because they have to hire people to 
do all that stuff. And uh, Which makes you wonder what they're doing in the first place when the game comes out. Right, right. <laughs> how does it pass certification? But this is what I don't get. So they, how much would it cost to do it on Steam? If that I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Steam is because like, like I could see. I mean, I could see Steam being like a more, a little more, less restrictions and and you know charging less for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Plus, he can probably even do it. You know, without even having to go through Steam. I mean, it's right. Easy. True. True. Can download it whenever they want. Yeah. You know, people can patch it themselves if they want to. <laughs> right. Right. We see mods. So there you go. Do. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't. I don't know. It just seems like that's just completely counterintuitive to charge insane amounts to get a product back on your store, so you can sell it to make money off mm-hmm. it. I mean. I don't know. Like I, I can understand from a quality point of view in the sense that they just don't want to put anything up there, and then we have the stupid Atari crash again because like ninety five percent of everything is just total junk. Yeah. But at the same time, like what you said, I never even knew about that with Fez that it costs so much to like repatch things. I think that's probably one of the reasons why so many people get pissed off. At companies, it's like, well, why isn't this fixed and why isn't that fixed? Because no one really knows. And, like, companies aren't really that vocal about the costs of doing business and the costs of uh, getting these things patched and putting them up again and who gets a cut of what and where all the money goes. Like, you never see the paper trail. You never see the money trail. It's just this imaginary thing. Right. And it's sad because, like, when, when a company like EA gets sued by its own investors because of the debacle of Battlefield 4, that's got to be a sign to change your practices when making a game. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. knew that. I, d- I did, I did. Yeah. I did not know they got sued by their own guys. I don't follow news. Yeah. Yeah, they get, the Jerry they the got King s- Lawyer. Yeah, there was, a, like, a, like, a class action lawsuit or something, and it was also discovered that some of EA's biggest shareholders uh, sold the stock right before Battlefield 4 came out. Which means, Man. you know, they they probably knew something. That's too much of a coincidence to have, you know, several of the biggest shareholders just sell a bunch. So What is that called, though? There's a specific... Shorting the stock? ...crime that is. I don't know. It's, uh, uh, it's what Martha Stewart went to jail for. Insider trading. That's it. Insider, Insider yeah. Right. So, oh man, imagine what would happen. EA execs go to jail. <laughs> hey, maybe the company might, might get better. <laughs> well, I mean, they take Syndicate and they screw that exactly. up. Exactly. I mean, I could under if it was like I wouldn't mind it if it was first person if it had all the classic elements. It's just oh, you're just playing it in a first person shooter mode instead of like. Like, third person. Like, I could understand that, but it's not even, it's not even syndicate. It's just a name, and then it's just a generic third person shooter. Deus right. Ex is more of a syndicate remake than, than, than that game was. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Deus Ex is definitely, I like Deus Ex. I love Human Revolution. Man. Huh. I, I, had, I had fun with that. 
enjoyed okay, it. Okay, here's a story about that game, which is hilarious. Okay, so that was made by Ubisoft, right? No, Eidos. Eidos, Montreal. Yeah. Right? Yep. Okay, that's why I thought Ubisoft it was Montreal. <laughs> it was something in Montreal. It was either Eidos or, or Ubisoft. But So the game is made, it's developed in Montreal, which is a French freaking city. Right. And I was in... Uh oh wait is it it's the China it's where you're, when you're in China yeah the Hong so like Hong got, Kong or whatever yeah Hong Kong or Shanghai whatever it is but you got tons of Chinese people there with Chinese accents right whether or not they're fake Western Chinese accents or not who knows but they actually try to put Chinese accents in but what do you see just this random NPC that's talking about how she's from Paris or somewhere in France. And she has the most American accent possible. And I'm thinking, you're making this game in Montreal. Why couldn't you just go to like, hey, Monique, <laughs> you know, uh, put on your like a French accent for the camera and like say something French to them or something. I mean, I'm trying to talk with a French accent right now. It takes me like two seconds to put on a French Montreal accent. And not sound like I'm from California. <laughs> I mean, it's like, but no, it's like I'm from France, but I sound like I'm from Los Angeles. It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. I mean, it's not like, I mean, if every NPC was like that, I'd be like, okay, I'll give them a pass. But, I mean, you have Chinese people, they have their accent. Right. I mean, hey Yankee! Everyone else has theirs. <laughs> yeah. I remember. So, but no, no French accent for them. I don't get that. Why no French accent? Mon du, man. Mon du. I don't get it. Why? It just blew my mind. I laughed. I laughed at the game for like five minutes at that. <laughs> I just couldn't get Welcome it. Welcome to my world whenever there's a Russian in any game. Mmm. <laughs> they get the but, Americans to try to speak Russian. I'm just like, ah, come on. There are Russian actors in the world, you know? Right. They, there are. I mean, I don't get it. Just pay, like, just be like, hey, are you Russian? Go to a talent agency. Get some random Russian guys. It's not like these are famous actors. They're like NPCs. Exactly. Right, right. I, I mean, just give this guy, hey, are you Russian? Okay, speak these lines. Here's your 50 bucks. Exactly. Thanks. They don't need acting chops, really, for NPC lines. No, not when they're background ones. I mean, yeah. if it's like someone major, I'm like, okay, major characters, fine. Yes, get some, yep. get some actor, but not like Monique on the street. Yeah, from Paris, and yeah, I'm from Lyon. I, I do not know where to go. Where is the convenience store? Finished. <laughs> I don't but, get it, man. But, but I gotta say, I, it, it blew my mind how advanced. Detroit was in that game. I mean, have you guys seen Detroit nowadays? Yeah. 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 I was like, <laughs> Detroit is going to be lucky to see that kind of state. Yeah. Hey, it's, it's the post Robocop. Oh, right, right, right. Same, same universe. <laughs> same universe. It's what happens once Robocop does his job. Just, just let him do his job. Don't screw with him like in Robocop 2. Or three. God, Robocop like, 2 sucks. Robocop 2 was awesome. No! No. I think back. it's the worst one. I'm dropping you from this. <laughs> nope. Nope. The, the order of the Robocop movies is from best to worst is one, three, and two. 
No, no, no. One, two, three. No. <laughs> yes. Two is great, Two's man. so boring, and there's just I nothing. He's not even in the movie for, like, half the time. I, I don't I don't know you. Anymore. I think it is just the I worst. Don't, I don't know you. Are you really Ernest? Like Peter don't Weller could could not save the second one. The third one was just just flat out goofy, but awesome because <laughs> he got the jetpack at the end. <laughs> like that just I just love that that ending when he's flying around Detroit with that awful green screen. It's just that. Just and then they put in the video game too. <laughs> yeah. Robocop three on the Super Nintendo by Ocean. Yep. No. <laughs> I'm worried about that remake though. That remake. We're gonna see I, the I nicest it was Detroit good. you've ever seen in that remake. <laughs> I actually, I heard from people on on my Facebook that it's actually really good. Really? Okay. T- take it with a grain of salt. Right. Right. We'll have to see. It's not rated R though. You know? It's just, that, that instantly just tells me that it's, it's not gonna have that same feel. They're pushing the message. Right, right. Cause it is, cause that, those themes still hold, like, of the original Robocop still hold up today. You know? You're just not gonna have the dude, like, explode on the windshield. (sighs) Squibs are great though. I miss, miss old. Blood squibs. Robocop <laughs> was the closest thing you had to Judge Dredd back in the day. Yes. <laughs> when was Judge Dredd made officially the comic? Uh, God, I have no idea. I have to look it up. Let's see. You look it up. But um, did you guys see the new Judge Dredd? I love the new Judge Dredd. I have not yet. It's on Netflix, and I keep putting it off. It looks cool, see it, though. See it now. After we're done, you watch it's on it. Netflix. It looks really cool. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It it's on my queue. Okay, I, I'm gonna send you guys a YouTube clip of the greatest thing ever. It's, uh, it's like, uh, a, a speech off, or like a one-liner off between Stallone and, uh, what's his name? The new guy? Who's the new Dread? The new Dread is Bones oh. from Star Trek. Yes, Bones. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Urban. Kyle Urban, yeah. yeah. Stallone versus Urban, and they just, they're just literally, it's a remix of them saying, I am the law (laughs) against each other. (laughs) But it's so good. It's really good. But did you guys see, um, the Raid Redemption? No! Yes! No, I I have not. And I heard the sequel is really good too. I, I saw like 70% of it at a buddy's place in Korea and I couldn't see the rest because I had to leave and I couldn't find a, a stupid English subtitles for it. But without any spoilers, Gary, they did dub that. I couldn't, I don't want to dub it. Yeah, I don't like dub for my foreign films. I don't want like Dragons Forever, Jackie Chan, John, John Wayne dubbing. <laughs> I mean, no, literally. Do you like? Did you ever see J- Dragons Forever? I did not see that. I, I like the dubbing that's in the uh, Rumble in the Rumble in the Bronx. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> no, it's even worse. It's even worse because Jackie Chan literally sounds like he's like white from like Iowa or something, and then the only white guy in the movie speaks like he's John Wayne. Um, John I mean, Wayne. It's good, but okay. So Gary, would you agree with me that? Because Raid Redemption came out first, that 
Judge Dredd kind of felt like the Raid Redemption the setting. Yes, it did, but the 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 Judge Dredd movie was in development for a long time. I know, time. but still, it's just so. So the concept might have come up before that, but yes, it does. I totally agree yeah, because that's what happened. Because my buddy and I watched it, Judge Dredd, and he's like, "Man, it was like based off." He said it was based off of like the setting was based off of another movie, but you know, I didn't know it was in production for that long, so maybe they just it's just luck. But but then we watched yeah. Raid Redemption, like, yeah, I can see it. Uh not as brutal, but still. Yeah. That movie was slowly in production for I think like five or six years. Judge Dredd? Mm. Yeah, the newer one. It's it's technically a budget movie. The budget for that movie was very small compared to a lot of movies. Right. It, 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 it falls into the budget film category. Yeah. So wait much. a minute. Carl Urban got picked up for it before Bones? He wanted to do it. Man... Like, they just asked him, and he's like, hell yeah, I'll do it, because he's a big see, fan. He said he would do a sequel. He wants to do see, a sequel. He should, you know what? He should just finance some of it himself, like Schwarzenegger did with Terminator 3. Just be like, I'll do it for free. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then be like, cut like a Jack Nicholson deal, and just get like merchandising rights. So, yeah. You know, cause, All right, so right. So Dread came out in seventy seven. So it came out before his Robocop. first appearance. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Robocop was like eighty seven, I think. Yeah, that's just Oh, it's so good. You gotta see Raid Redemption. I gotta see I saw the new trailer for the second one and I'm just like Wow. It just looks even more It got it got a really positive response when it was shown at uh Sundance. A few he weeks got, ago. Like, really even more brutal. The dude got, like, knifed by, like, 20 people at the same time in different places in the car. Like, so, so you never saw the ending no, to the first one? No, because, um, I had to catch the bus so I couldn't see it, finish it at my friend's place. You missed the best fight Well, scene, I saw dude. the one with Sergeant Joe. No, I'm talking about, you know the crazy guy in that movie? The bad guy, the, the crazy, crazy one? one. Like, he doesn't talk for the whole movie, he's just the there. He's like the, the enforcer. Joe fights? I don't think so. He's got, like, hair coming over his face, uh, I think. I'm trying to... I what do you say? But I, I basically finished it up to, like, when Sergeant Joe uh, had his, like, showdown with uh, whoever, one of the one of the big bats, and they they had their fight, and then right after it finished, I stopped. So no spoilers for anyone uh, at what happens in that fight. But I thought that movie was great simply by the fact that the fighting was like realistic. Like, oh yeah, so so the the the, the fight scene that I no I, no I don't talk anything about it. Up. Nothing, please. It's, yeah, don't say it's anything. Because it's such, it's like a long, continuous shot. I'm like, God, how did they remember Jackie all this? Chan, man. <laughs> Jackie Chan does that all the time. I mean, he has the Guinness record for like the most takes for a single, uh, shot in one of his films, which was some ridiculous, like, three minute badminton scene in like Dragon Lord or, or Dragon something. Uh, and I'm like, they're crazy. Like the Asian market, their entire work ethic is completely different than the West. Yeah, no, no. This fight was like ten minutes long, dude. Is it? <laughs> I was like, I Damn. can see it, but um, 
I really enjoyed how realistic the fighting was and like how they even get tired and it's not like that's just it's not like they're like freaking Goku and could go on forever essentially but yeah. I even took part of the movie and put it in my trailer for the marathon tournament back in the summer because it was just the movie's just so good I'm like gonna mm-hmm. have it mm. gonna have it yeah, it's a really good movie. I recommend it to everybody that asks me about it. I'm like, you have to watch it. If you're if you're a fan of martial arts movies, you have to watch Who that. Who cares? Movie. It's in Malaysia. <laughs> Who cares? Because it's good. Go to watch it. Yeah. Uh, so when is when is number two coming out? I don't know when the like wide theatrical release is uh-huh. set for. I don't know if it's even. If Let's see. Yeah. I will look it up. March 28th in the oh, U.S. It's going to be good. Oh, cool. I, I think it's going to be a limited theater screening, Could though. Be. Yeah, I, didn't it, I thought they did that for the first one. I don't think it was everywhere, but I thought they, it was, you know, they put in a lot of, the, a lot of theaters, at least. Yeah, it doesn't say. Just the release date. Mm-hmm. I should have gone to Sundance when I had the chance. I could have seen really? it there. Yeah, Sundance is here in my city. I could have gone and seen it. Unfortunately. I don't know, I don't get to see stuff. That, well, when I'm in Korea, there's the Busan International Film Festival. That gets like a bunch of... Uh, there you go. But I'm not a film guy. I don't really care about films that much. So, tisk I mean, tisk. I love movies. <laughs> I want to see TGS mm. again. As long as I got my vacation time is on those same days. Hell yes, I'm gonna go. Well, for business days, I'm not. I'm not going to TGS during the public. That's just a giant piece of ridiculousness to go during the public because right. I mean I um I've just been putting up all of my TGS stuff on my YouTube channel this past week and I've just been watching it and I'm just it just reminded me of how uh my friend Daniel and I we did not appreciate our our press passes until we went to Saturday and the first public day and it's like yep these press passes are now gold when you can just wave them and get through lines. <laughs> like you're not going to be playing anything, but you can last. You can still do coverage without having to worry about waiting in line. You can like eavesdrop behind people and stuff like that, and get into places without having to worry about anything. Right. Yeah. But see, I I I really want to go to E3 this year. Really? I hope you can go. Like I can go. Well, I just got to register first. I've I've never gone, so I don't know the process or anything. Oh, it's pretty easy. It's like uh, you fill out a really short form and then scan your a government issue ID, so a passport or driver's license, and then s- submit three articles you've written within the past few months, if I remember right. It's a super easy process. It sounds about the same as for. Oh uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 super easy. I'm still. I think they're just. I'm gonna have to follow up with them because I think they're just. 
either haven't really date? started or haven't. Um, you know, due date is probably like it's really it's really late. It's like May you mid to late May if I remember right. I mean, you can even just show up there and register. You can do that at TGS as well. But, but the line yeah. is just ridiculously long for that for some people. Right, right. It's 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 much you know, it's a better idea to idea to do it beforehand and Yeah, because I yeah. really want to go and I'm assuming we're gonna need people to go as well. Right, I mean, right, right. So far it's just like me and it's just me and Kyle at the moment. Yeah. Um Glenn and Michael can't go. I'm in Korea. And then uh, I would go. You're in Korea. Steven and Mike are in UK. Chile's so. in the UK. Yeah, I, Chile's in the I'm UK. Only, I'm only like four hours away driving, so. Right, right. So you're in the closest out of all of us. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely want to go. And yeah. I'll probably save up to head over there. So count me in for now. <laughs> okay, cool. We, I mean, it helps with the costs, especially too, like uh, hotel. Oh, definitely, mm-hmm. that's that helped out yeah. good for us. We like shared a. It was funny because we, I found a place using um, Expedia, and it was just sweet because it had two beds, okay. and it was it was still cheap. It came out to like fifty bucks a night for us. In, in Tokyo. Tokyo. Wow. Yeah. Nice. That's yeah. really well, good. Fifty bucks each a night, so it was about three hundred bucks. Okay. But, I mean, it was it was still not that bad. All I know is he owes me money for it because I paid. Uh, I paid for it, but and he's gonna he was gonna pay me back when I got to Korea. But yeah, and I mean, it was good. It was on an easy line to get to the place. It was about thirty minutes away, but it was on like one line. So it wasn't like it was hard. Yeah, well, that's fine. It is for Tokyo. That's important because their subway system there is ridiculously stupid. There's like hardly any English on it. So if you get lost trying to like bounce through like their subway or their just regular rail line. Well, I call okay. it a subway. But okay, is it, is it underground or no? I, I always consider subway Which, to be yeah, underground. Like subway, overway, whatever. They're 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 okay. inner city rail line. Here we I call guess. that sandwich. But uh-huh. I, either way, it works. It's just like just the maps. Was there really not that much English on there? I'm I trying to remember. Manji, man. I thought I thought they had still like the station names and stuff in English, like Some romanized stations. at least. Not where I was. Okay. We I don't just, know. It literally felt like we we're in a Chinese village. I didn't, I didn't have much trouble, but yeah, maybe it was just it's just. Like, the I area. mean, like okay, major, super major ones like Akihabara and like touristy places, right. yeah. But that's, that's what surprised me because when I was in Nagoya, every stop, it didn't matter how small it was on on their rail line, had English, Ikanji and English. I kind of swore and I saw English like everywhere as well. But in Tokyo, like half of it had some had English, sometimes, and everything else was in kanji on their maps. So weird. Now, like the uh, oh, what is it? The ticket dispenser itself. Yeah, those are in English, but that's not helpful when you're looking at the map and it's just all in kanji. So. 
And like mm. even some tourist places, like where the Gundam is, I forget. You know the island, Odaiba. Like there was a stop off of Odaiba yep. that had no English as well. It was like the stop just really? before it, like one of the major connector points. I'm like, this is just foobar. Um, Did you, by chance, get to see the giant Gundam they Sally built no. over there? I uh, did. It's it's pretty cool. cool. I mean, it has like it's lights cool. and steam that'll come out of it, and <laughs> Odaiba's Odaiba's like a cool area. They've got like a theme park and random it's, stuff, and it's by the so ocean. It's actually it's where Digimon season one. All of those kids are from Odaiba. I love how Japan has the money to build random robots as statues. Hey man, they got to pimp out the right. culture. <laughs> that otaku culture makes big money, man. It's true. The the cool Japan initiative that they're, you know, pushing right now, especially. They must have awesome politicians to agree to this. <laughs> I don't know, but I saw Tokyo Tower. That was my highlight of Japan when I was not TGSing. That was pretty sweet mm. uh, and stuff. But I don't know TGS. I don't know. We had this conversation before, Ernest. I don't know if I would want to go to E3 after I've been to TGS because I kind of think E3 is a bit like. What's the word? Snobbish compared to TGS. Mm, I mean, you really? don't have a public day. I don't I know. Mean, the public can't get in. It's like, yeah, look at me. I mean, it, it wasn't originally like that, that's though. That's what it turned into. It's done because of just, it's already so packed. I don't think it's that and bad. Like, how many are there? 50,000? It's, it's already really crowded. If they let the public in, it would just be... I mean, Awful. there's, I mean, look at TGS, he just had 300,000 people, like, he was getting bigger and bigger each year, it's packed, but I mean, it, it feels more open and, like, welcoming to the public. But, but they're used to having that many people there. Ex- yeah, exactly. I don't know. And I mean, and they have that separate, you know, the separation of, you know, press days and press days, and, and, and e is a bigger event. And so they have to make sure that press from all over the world can actually make their appointments <laughs> and not just be stuck in a, in a crowd trying to get somewhere. Yeah. I also think it's it's people that, you know, go and, you know, do the NDR or... Uh, what am I looking for? Disclosure? Like, they... they <laughs> they're like, you know, they NDAs. go behind the scenes to see, you know, games and they... You know, they're told they can't talk yeah, about what they yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, NDA. yeah, NDAs, like, non-disclosure agreements. And tell them, oh, you can't talk about what you see. What's going to happen? They're going to talk about what they saw in there. They don't want right. to tell. Right. And, I mean, there's fan conventions that help fill that niche. You've got both packs and other stuff. So, I, I still think E3 is fun, and I think the parties are great. It's, you know, to meet people and run into people in the industry that you would otherwise never come across. Yeah, but it's just, you're just making it again sound like it's just one big giant like industry circle jerk. <laughs> it's like just for the because I mean I bet there's lots of fans who would like a chance to like chat with Suda Fifty One or any of those guys like if they were at E3 and it was open to the public. Right. Because, like, because especially now, like, I mean, if 
things were actually shown at E3, then I would, I would, I'd be like, okay, fine, I get it. But I mean, E3 this year was not that good. It's like everything was already done before the event. I mean, the best thing about E3, literally, the only thing that was good about E3 to me was how Sony was able to drop the price bomb. But that was only because they were lucky, and I don't know how it works that they got to go second instead of first. I don't know how that whole process works. They, they, I mean, they always go second. Like, they have for, I thought, the, the past few ones, if I remember correctly. Okay, but I just, but still, like, I, however it works, I mean, if you switch it and Sony went first, and then it wouldn't have been as cool. Right. But I mean, cause, you know, PS4, that was revealed at their own thing in New York. You were there for it. Uh, they did all that right. beforehand. Xbox One, they did that before as well. So I mean, yep. all, all this yeah, stuff was already shown. Yeah. So it's like, what what is E three? But just now, a big giant industry circle jerk. No, I mean, the, um, you get journalists to get you know, hands on time with a, a lot of stuff, and have developers show off a lot of their games to press. But, I, mean, I don't what's, know what's different between that and TGS, though. I mean, it's the same thing. It's just bigger. Well, I mean, there's the same amount of games. I, I mean, it's the same games at both places they're going to show. I mean, there's not much new. I mean, what's new that really gets shown at E3 last this past year? What was big? What was big? Uh, Titanfall okay. was huge. Um, you know, they... Oh, what else was huge? Next-gen consoles kind of dominated, so it's like... Hard to look back on it and think what was the really big stuff. Yeah. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I mean, I'm sure if I actually went to E3, uh, then uh, my opinion would change a bit. But I think, I mean, would I still like it better than TGS? Probably not, because TGS felt more like welcoming to me because I mean if you're not in the games industry you can still go to TGS E3 you have no shot in right. the world unless you somehow get a game job somewhere or get some crazy right. fan base I mean you qualify like you, you shouldn't have to worry about that because you qualify oh, now <laughs> but Being I mean pressed. like right. it didn't work for PSU or any site uh, mm. PSU wasn't considered a good website or whatever uh, right. If I wasn't like some super YouTuber uh, with like X amount of fans that they decide is like warranted enough to let you go there, I mean it's just it's just mm-hmm. to me it's 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 kind of like the ivory tower and stuff. So yeah, I suppose. But you love it, so you know it's TGS versus yeah. E3. It's it's always going to be the same way. <laughs> Right, right. I just feel like a lot more stuff gets shown at E3, and there's more reveals typically. So, yeah, I like that. It's true. I mean, they do reveals, but like you know, what we already know most everything that comes for every Titanfall. There's like nine other games that we already know about. But I think it's seeing the behind the scenes stuff that's that I'm personally wanting to see. 
Right, right. Like I, developers. I really want to see, like, for example, The Division, which I'm pretty sure they're going to show behind the scenes this year. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that game has come along and it isn't in, in some weird developmental hell, because that's an ambitious game. It looks like we won't see that one for, well, the tech demo for a little while. That game was incredible. Yeah. Yep. The, the lighting, the particles, just the dyna- dynamic the environments. Fighting it's, it's... other online people <laughs> with your online team, just pop in. Yeah, I, that's a big thing of this, you know, this next generation is that seamless integration of multiplayer. I mean, we already saw it with Need for Speed Rivals, a launch title, and, you know, Destiny's touting Drive that, Club. and Drive Club. That was amazing and, you know, at TGS that, when I was playing Drive Club in the VIP booth. That was insane, because I was playing against other people at the show who weren't in that booth. They were, like, just on the show floor. Right. I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. So just fighting people's times that were posted like an hour ago and stuff. So it was really, mm-hmm. really, really... I can't wait to see Drive Club when that comes out fully. Yeah. So everything... That's not, built- Drive Club is not making the uh, PS4 Japan launch really? date. That sucks. Yeah. They announced it like a few weeks ago. I was like, oh. It's Ishin. That's what it's gonna be. It's Ishin. I'm gonna be, <laughs> before we gotta end, but I just wanna say back to Gary, it's, it's gonna be crazy when Ishin comes out in Japan. It's just gonna be like, cause, cause Japan has not sold a single PS4 yet, so we gotta see how many right. PS4s are gonna sell in Japan and how many copies of Ishin are gonna sell. At the same time, I, I would say about 80 percent of people buy PS4 are gonna buy that game in Japan. In Japan, that's yes. pretty, it's pretty. How many? How many day one PS4s do you think are gonna sell in Japan? It's gonna sell out. How many? What's their run? What's their initial run? Do you know? Oh. I don't know how many they're they're planning on supplying, so it's hard to it, tell. If you can't get one here in North America still, then you're definitely not going to get one in Japan. So you're thinking like what a million? Four months. Day one. On day one, at I'm least, go with two. if not more. Not more. I'm going. With you're going with two million. Yeah. Two wow. million. Okay. Maybe okay, I would love to see that. One. I would love I'd to see yeah two million. I'd say the first week it'll be at two. Million. I would agree with you if. Uh, if they had the supplies. Again, this is all barring if they actually have the stock in their first run. Well, right. maybe, maybe that's why there's no stock here is because they're building it all that for them. That makes sense. True. I mean, really, because, again, with Ishin out, I mean, Sony is going to exactly. love Sega. I have no... I would just... I would have no doubt at some point Sony would just buy Sega if Ishin just made their system. Be like, yeah, we'll just buy you now. So we have this forever. Uh, if it's worth it for them, I mean, it's technically a big seller in Japan. So that's really what they have to look at market-wise if they want to buy Sega just for that one game. Well, right. Well, I mean, they get the Atlas. Atlas they get Sonic. So. They get Shining Force, Streets of Rage, Fantasy Star. Shenmue. Shenmue. I mean, and then everything <laughs> Atlas has. I mean, I don't know. I think we're 
all those games that Sega doesn't want to bring back. I know. I mean, look at, I mean, we (laughs) talk about first party stuff. I mean, imagine if Sony could buy Sega. Look at the first party titles that they would have. Yeah, it's true. And I, I know that's like, that's a strategy they're gonna be, they're, they're, they've said they're gonna focus on is building first party studios. At least that's what, yeah. you know, the but word is. Why buy, why bother building them and just buy one of the grand Right, right. Well, I mean like, build, build, building doesn't oh, okay. necessarily you, have to mean like, I guess yeah. by scratch it means, you know, adding, adding to the, right. So, I mean it's way easier for them to do yeah. it that way. Is just to buy someone else. Money dog. So, so, so then, what would you see? You'd see those games come back, like yeah. Streets of Rage, Golden Axe, and then what are you going to see go down? Is, is Sonic going to go down for Sony? Like they're like, oh, we don't need this character. We have Ratchet no, and Clank instead. Sonic in a heartbeat. Yeah, I feel like they would give in Sonic to they'd give Sonic to more talented developers. Naughty dog. Like I don't know. Like in Sonic. Naughty Dog, Santa, Santa Monica, you know, just any of those. But would they want to work on those games? Like, I've never heard any anybody say how much they love Sonic compared to <laughs> Like, people always yeah. talk about, oh, Mario, he's awesome. Everybody loves that character. But right. I've never heard anybody say, oh, I love Sonic. He's awesome. I don't know. I, I don't think anyone well, would be dropped. I'll just have to make Sonic awesome I don't again. Think, I don't <laughs> think they would drop anything if they're pushing first party. Because, I mean, Sony could theoretically open up the bank a bit, take a risk, and just be like, okay, uh, add another team on some of their first-party places. Or add another team on, like, Sega and Atlas and be like, okay, here's a bigger budget so you can bring back these games, like we said, uh, Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, Shining Force, Fantasy Star, uh, or, like... Virtual, Virtual Fighter. Fighter. Make the Fantasy Star Online, like, localize it for the West, so to speak. Add in localization teams for Yakuza and all the games Sega doesn't want to localize for some reason. And then you have all of Atlas's goodness, and then who knows what else that Sega and Atlas own. Or, or whatever. So, I mean, will it happen? Probably not. Uh, but I think no. I would love it. As a Sony fan, I would love I it. I've seen it. I see Nintendo buying Sega before I see anybody else. Personally. Yeah, the thing is, uh, Nintendo has the cash yeah. to do it. Yeah. You know, Sony's not really in a position right now Sadly. to. I, th- I think Nintendo technically has the money right now to buy whatever third party company they want. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> How much did they make? <laughs> They've got billions in the bank. They can just come up and pay in cash <laughs> if they wanted to. Just pull out a silver suitcase. There we go. You're ours. Let's move. They could literally pull Yakuza <laughs> 4 with Jin. Uh, did you um, guys play Yakuza 4? Yeah. Yes. With Akiyama? Nope. <laughs> uh, you remember Akiyama's like hidden bank? His vault? It's just like, yeah, 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 I'll just have a vault in my office that's filled with like 10 billion yen. It's like, oh no, that's completely safe. It's like, oh, I need cash. Just take it out. Yeah. They could literally do that. How much cash you need? Open up the vault. Here you go. We'll buy... Miyamoto's secret stash. Just I don't know why Nintendo didn't stash buy of money. Atlas then. It makes no sense in a way. Or maybe they're just going to buy Sega outright and everyone else. 
Well, they they don't technically need an MM or an RPG company. They bought Monolith, which is an RPG company. Right. They'll just have them make their games now. Who's buying Wii U's? They don't got the games on them yet. Wii U has been selling okay in Japan. Well, with that, we should probably end it after two hours and twenty minutes. I think we're we're just breaking records with this. We say it's the gaming hour. We should say the gaming marathon. Right. I I just want to say before we close, (laughs) if if I see Sony buying anybody, it'd probably be Capcom. Because they're because well, that makes sense because they're basically defaulting in a way. Well, if if you look at it, look at all the PS Plus games that are coming out from Capcom. That is right. True. They they have like one, maybe two games a month coming from Capcom for free. For the last, I think, four months. Mm. Imagine Mega Man on Sony system permanently. That'd be interesting. Hey, maybe, maybe they can bring back Mega Man Legends since Give Capcom the Naughty is Dog. Oh. Mega Man's a Naughty Dog. <laughs> See what they do with it. Wow, that'd Just be awesome. Just give everything to Naughty Dog. They can do everything now. Right. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Right. How good they are. Give them Devil May Cry. Give them whatever you want. They'll make whatever. Street Fighter. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Capcom's got to do something. They got to get their shine back because they're not looking good. No, no. they abandoned every. Classic Man, remember, imagine a Naughty Dog produced Resident Evil game. Oh my god. Man. Talk about that. <laughs> That's sweet. Oh be, man. Uh, Dream project we're gonna, we're right there. We're gonna leave that now. We'll, we'll tease that for maybe episode five. Discuss that more. Right. Do, does PSU know something? Oh, we, we can't, we can't say. say. <laughs> <NDAs>. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah, that would be cool. I would love that. So, uh, thank you guys for joining us, all the viewers. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Uh, Ernest, Gary, can you guys handle the insanity of the marathons? Yes. Easily? Yeah. This wasn't, yeah, this is, this is fun. I enjoyed it. It didn't feel like, Two hours and twenty some minutes. Three hours next time. Uh, just get your Vita out. We're just gonna be we're gonna be the Scorsese of podcasts. We're just gonna make everything yeah, super long. Just play your Vita and, and while you're doing it. That's what I did for an hour. I was playing Dragon's Crown. I was just like, yep, 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 and then they were good. We're good to go. All right. So any any shout outs, Ernest? Um, I'm going to tell everyone you should go see the Lego movie because it's fantastic. <laughs> That's my my plug. KGB, any shoutouts? Uh, just the same as always. My friends, family, PSU, and where and can people fans. find you guys at? Uh, Twitter at Ernsty E R N S T Y Lynn L I N. This is one word. And then email ernest.lin at psu.com. Please don't send me, you know, just requests on how to fix your PlayStation 3. You know, that's not our job. I hate when I get those. I never get those. I feel lonely now. Where am I?
<laughs> My random request. Yeah. I'm like, I just don't, I don't fix them. I just write about if they get broken <laughs> to, to millions of people. Shame, shame. And Gary, where do people find you at? Uh, you can find me at Gary, that's G-A-R-R-I, at PSC.com. And I would also like to ask that the CIA not send me anything because that's scary. Did the CIA actually send you No, something? but if they heard the podcast, oh, there is a KGB officer here or something. It's not the Simpsons. I don't think, you know, <laughs> the the premier or whatever, the president of Russia is going to suddenly say, you know, the Soviet Union is back and hey, tanks on the They monitor everything now. I don't know. They could have machines <laughs> everywhere. How, how do true. I Maybe I could be KGB. Yeah, we don't know that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know that. I'm just saying. I'm a nice All citizen right. of the good old US of A. <laughs> Supposedly. Supposedly. <laughs> Alright, and again, thank you very much, fans and viewers, for listening. You can reach me at Lasombra Files on Twitter, L-A-S-O-M-B-R-A-F-I-L-E-S. Or you can catch me on my email, dane.smith at psu.com. That's D-A-N-E. And as always, send us your tweets, your emails, anything you'd like to hear on a new episode. Just send it to us and we'll discuss it. And for Ernest, don't call me a girl Lynn. And KGB Gary, I am your host with the most, saying good night, good gaming, and don't be a racist.